0: Welcome to Cow Horse, Full Contact by Ben Self, with host Chris Dawson and Russell Dilday. This week's episode of Cow Horse, Full Contact brought to you by One Fine Vintage, son of one-time Pepto out of Shiner Sienna, owned by Mary Robertson. You can check him out at ww.1bineventage.com.
1: When was that, Doug? 17 years ago, be, uh, uh... 94. Well, no,
2: I moved to Bakersfield in 94. But I had another place. Then I sold it and
1: bought the place that I'm on now. Oh. Mm-hmm. Where were you before there? tajon Ranch. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, I was there for about three, uh, three and a half, four years. Yep. So it was
2: a good place for me to get my... After my cancer deal, get my shit back together, and away we went.
1: Uh. It's
2: been uphill ever
1: since. Did you, were you showing for them when you went there, or just yeah. training?
2: No, I was training there and for them. Only for them.
1: Oh, only for them. Yeah. Uh.
2: I had Mr. Sandaline. I remember that. Yep. And then I had a man called Chinata Blue that I went like 70-some thousand on. Oh, Who
0: we'll was that. Mm-hmm. was it?
2: And then I had a few outside horses that I brought with me, just a few, uh, like three or four. Montana Lynx was, uh, a, gr- was a great horse, and, yep. I, and I took him to the biggest little cutting in the world in Reno, and I weighed 110 pounds, <laughs> and I went 23,000 on him that, there. I was second by half a point. Uh.
1: Yeah.
2: And then Bobby Avila took him to the world, and
1: he win the world on it. Mm. Yeah, Montana Lynx. Did you, how many were you riding for Tahoe? I
2: bought 20 head of brute for them. And then I, they all had colts on them. And the next year, there's yearlings. And then the next year, I had a big sale and we averaged uh, 17,000.
0: And what year was that done? 92
2: or 3. Yeah. 90. You moved there in '94. And 90, no, I moved there in '90. Oh, in '90. Yeah, and see, when I bought the place in Bakersfield, that was '94. Well, that's more than seventeen years. We're already yeah, in I, twenty-one. I, well, I know. Oh, you? I was there for ten years. Oh. See, and then I bought this place. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I bought two places after Tehran.
0: That's where we left off from the last episode, I think. Yeah, uh, that's what we see. It
2: was uh, uh, where we. I I ended up. uh, I ended up having little five acres there with the cutest little barn and everything on it. It didn't even really have an arena, but it just a big old open place, and uh, it had uh, chain link fence around it. I was supposed to have. I could have four cows per acre, and I had five cows <laughs> five acres, right? I had 152 head. <laughs> <laughs> but the cows and, every, and the goats and everything that I had, I had 152 head on there. And I'm thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to have to sell this place because they started building on the other side of my place. I mean,
0: so I ended up. You had a feedlot in the suburbs. I did. I did. <laughs>
2: I did. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of
3: Bakersfield.
2: <laughs> so uh, I I went and caught two coyote pups. <laughs> and I gentled them and got them broke, and they would co- come with me to go get the cattle in. Mm-hmm. And I'll be glad dang. They started using those nail guns, and it sounded like a 22, and the, they just couldn't take that. They took off. Uh. So a year later... I'm driving across Seventh Standard Road, and these two, i had a, ha- a blue handkerchief and a red handkerchief on them. A year later, here they go trotting across the
0: highway. They <laughs> were good handkerchiefs. <laughs> yeah, I was, I
2: was thinking, that. Yeah, They stayed with them. Yeah, I said, "Damn, those are two pups," yeah. and I can catch them. Did you catch them? No, I didn't. It was they were too late now. But there was really a. Uh, Fun little deal. They we go with my cow dogs and go out and get the cattle.
0: Well, Jake had the one. His kids would were in that little. I remember it, it was at Pastor Robles at mm-hmm. the pre-forty or oh, somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think that. I don't think it would have followed.
0: Mm, maybe no.
3: Well,
1: the best, the best uh, dog I ever had, really
2: seriously, was out of a coyote bitch and a Australian German uh, Australian Border Collie dog. Really, and he was the smartest damn thing. I mean, I could tell you stories forever. He's and you
1: worked uh you worked cattle on him? Oh,
2: he was the damnedest cow dog you ever saw. Really? <coughs> did you uh how did you get did you have the bitch caught and yep. the dog bred yep. it? And uh, we uh Stuart Elsner was the guy that gave me the dog and it, he was the one that had the bitch and he threw her in the compound with with that uh will call her Australian dog, and he bred her, and give me this pup. How was, many pups did she have? 10, when I was 10 years old.
1: Oh, Jesus. Yeah. How and many
2: I, pups did she have? I think he said she had five or six. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Amazing, huh? Did you have a he, he any was, commands he, on him? or
2: Everything. Yeah. He was the smartest dog I was. I just talked like I'm to you, and he would just do it. Yeah. Huh. When I was 10 or 11, you know, I had to milk cows by hand. And I'd go out and get the cows, the milk cows in. And he found out which ones, and, you know, the dry ones wouldn't always come in because they didn't get milked every morning, right? And uh, next thing I know, when he was about six months old, he had, had all those cows in, and the dry cows were still out in the field. No. Okay. <laughs> so I never had to go gather the milk cows ever again. <laughs> And if I got on the school bus and wanted a rope, we always had 20 head of rope calves in there, and he would go get them, and he'd be laying in the gate with the calves in the grill. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, he's the damnest thing I ever saw. Oh, dang. So, this is another little cute story about that damn dog. Uh, Stuart Elsner is the guy that actually gave me this pup, saying he, we rode out there on the war he's uh, together because we run the cattle together, my dad and him. So... I told Stuart one morning, I said, I'm going to go out to this big country and I'll give you this little country and I'll meet you at this big sandstone rock just before you get to get Dead Man's Gulch. So I'm going down there, I gathered all that country and I started down Dead Man's Gulch and I said, hell, Stuart, he ain't there yet, and I was just talking to myself. So I unsaddled my horse and aired him out, and his big old sandstone rock, it had to be 15 feet high and 20 feet around. So I was on the shady side of it, and, I and this dog never wanted to pet you. He was just all business all the time. Never wanted petted. So I think he just behind a bush over there waiting for Stuart to get there, right? Stuart finally gets with them cattle and he says, "I'm sure glad you sent that dog over to help me. Them cows wouldn't hardly even move a foot." <laughs> and when he got there, the the dog would help him. He had to go back three or four miles to find him. Oh, be dang! I mean, that's a true story. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't you like to have him back? <sighs> and I lost him when I uh, when my dad bought that ranch in Boise, Idaho, and he would go wherever I put my saddle, he would stay there. So I went, and we still had the ranch in Vale, Oregon, too, at the same time. So I had to go back to Vale to do some buckarooing, and I left him there in Boise at Eagle at that ranch. And when I got back uh, five days later, he was gone. And I think he took off for Oregon and tried to swim the Snake River, and it, uh-huh. the Snake River had to get him. I hunted for that buck for 30 days, and just nowhere around. Uh-huh. I was sick, but he was like 12 years old by then. Uh. Well, that's quite a while. Yeah. For a dog. Yeah. He was. You could be running wild horses; and he'd be right beside you.
1: You could fly.
0: Man, a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just one of my old. Stones. Was he strong on a cow? Oh, I mean,
2: he would. If they didn't go where he wanted them to, he would make them go. <laughs> he would tear a hole at them. Yeah, he was really strong. I'll be dang. Yeah, he's only strong as he needed to be. Yeah, it's funny, but the one thing he was strong at, he could. He was death on anybody that wanted to attack him. So I had a German Shepherd that was next to the ranch, and we had to drive these cows right by this ranch. And this name, German Shepherd, whoop, whoop, and jump all over and scare my cows and stuff. And I thought, damn dog. So I go by there one day, and I see my cow. Dog, he runs by me. And he's headed for this damn dog. And I thought, you better watch out that big son but He must have weighed 125 or 30 pounds, right? So he got to run along beside of him. And somehow he reached over and grabbed the off leg and threw him down and grabbed him by the throat and killed him right there. Oh. <laughs> right in the yard. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> I didn't have to worry about that dog no, no more. <laughs> Serious story, true story. Were the neighbors home? Nope. <laughs> Did you? Did you?
1: <laughs> no. Did, did, I, the, did no. the body disappear?
2: <laughs> no, I just left him. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like,
1: we're not. actually. No not. one would believe that. No dog could do that, anyways. No,
2: <laughs> he was death on and cats it was really bad. Mm. But, but other than that, he was okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't only imagine you and a feral dog running around together. I mean, there wasn't nothing domestic yeah, about that, nothing. was there?
1: So was like, what no. could go wrong? <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. That's the only one that could ever keep up with you. <laughs>
2: Maybe so. Uh,
1: Did I- you ever try to get a half a coyote dog again after that?
2: I've tried so times. I didn't get it done. Never. That's why I had these two coyote pups that... Oh, and that's were, what you were. After. I was after that because I had a really a good uh, border collie that was awesome. You know, he was a really good dog. So, then
1: I broke at the tone Ranch. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a really good dog. Did you uh, did you run dogs a lot when you were young? Oh yeah, yeah up in we, that country. We always had dogs. Mm. Yeah. And Mostly, the, what kind? Just.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. I had a German Shepherd. Uh, just mostly border collies. Mostly border collies. Yeah, but uh, I had a German Shepherd that was damn near as good as the border collie at one time. And I've she, heard that about the German she, Shepherds. But she would get too damn rough on the yearlings. She wouldn't even bite a little baby cow. But on the Yerland, if she didn't go where she wanted him to, she'd have him by the throat and down on the ground.
3: Mm. Yeah,
2: she <laughs> jerk him to the ground. and <laughs> that, that was the end of that cow. If you, if you, didn't. and you had to go there and whip her off with a rope. Yeah, she was me. She meant business.
1: <laughs> We're not recording, however, <laughs> well, better introduce Doug.
0: <laughs> this is our fresh, uh, our new, fresh introduction yeah. to Cowhorse Full Contact. Here we are. Here we are. At Chris the, Dawson, he got, we've got uh, Russell Dilday, Big Ben behind the deal, and yeah. we have the much anticipated <laughs> part two of Doug Williamson. Everybody's been asking like, well, we we would love to release it except we it's not recorded.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you have to change the names and protect the innocent.
1: Right. <laughs> a lot of name changing. <laughs> a lot of name changing.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we do have I've got to step out here in just a minute because I got wife's about to go in Hackamore class. So, oh, yeah. we're uh, kind of trying to sneak in a sneak in some interviewing here with the horse show going on. We got non-pros in one pin, and the open hack more classic going on in the other. And so There's a uh,
1: lot going on here at the Snaffle Bit. Awesome. Wow. It's, it's
2: awesome, isn't it?
1: Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. The horses are so good, I just can't understand it. And uh, and the competition is
1: unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. And yeah. you bring five of them. How many did you get back in the finals, Doug? Two. Two? Wow. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good
1: pretty good for an old man huh? for an old man
0: <laughs> I told somebody I said I don't want five head of snaffle bit for 30 horses now I darn sure don't want that in 40 years mm.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: because I'm only
2: 79 yet so, so oh, I got a few years left
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you're not 39 I'm close <laughs> <laughs> nice try <laughs> Aren't you like 47? <laughs> can you do it?
0: <coughs> it feels like it some mornings. Yeah, no
1: kidding, huh? Well, uh, so you moved to Bakersfield and went from Tahone, and uh, what spurred you on to buy your own place? Just needed to. We all needed dirt. Sooner or later,
2: right? So I ended up getting this place bought pretty good, and uh, and so uh, I was there for ten years. And a guy drove in. And he says, "I want this piece of property." And I had way too many cattle on it in the first place. This
0: was I mean, the five acre place. Yeah,
2: five acres, five acres, and I had 152 head of livestock on it, and three dogs and my wife <laughs> <laughs> and uh. He offered me a 110000 an acre for it, and I says, you, know Whoa, I mean? wow. you don't have to squabble anymore, I'll, I'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> and so I sold it. And then I ended up uh, by the place that I am now, yeah. in Bakersfield, off of uh, south of Bakersfield, a little ways, and, uh, and it was a really good place. I've always wanted this place. It was it was just perfect for me. Had a little indoor read on it, and Fifteen acres, and that's all I cared. Well, you run four hundred head. I did. <laughs> so you know we had carrots there, so it was a really a cheap operation that I had going on there. And I could put two pounds a day on yearlings that went on four, carrots, on flat oh, carrots, man. only carrots.
3: Yeah,
1: they're unbelievable. Yeah, carrots.
2: So it was a really cheap, and they food. crap
0: orange. You ca- yeah, you nice. can't sneak up on them at night though. <laughs> <laughs> you see you coming. You
2: see you coming. But it was, a, you know, yeah, a lot of guys thought they were sick because they had the red manure, you know. Yeah. But well, coccidiosis is what it would be.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: So, anyway.
0: Um, Which wife was it by then? You know he doesn't like talking about this, Russell.
2: I know. <laughs> Maybe that's why my wife would hardly let me do this webcam. Because... <laughs> 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 <'cause the, laughs>
0: there's only one that matters that's yeah. I know the last
1: one but that's how chronologically you take you can keep track yeah. of where he is in life Yeah, <laughs> well let's not do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's just go stay, stick with the places yeah. let's just stick with the places yeah. we'll stay with the geography it's there you safer go. <laughs> see I got your back Doug don't worry I know <laughs> Won't let Russell dig in on <laughs> yeah. irrelevant details.
2: And he's trying to get, uh, you know, you've got to change the many names to protect the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: so. So then uh, you bought the place in Bakersfield. Yep. And uh, when you go to the five-acre place, you're just training all outside horses. Yep. Nothing from Tehone. You just started fret. Um, started out started, in the open. Yep, and
2: because uh, they sold everything, and they didn't have, they don't even own a cow or a horse now.
1: I know, unbelievable. And it's a
2: beautiful facility that I got built up there.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah,
2: we had the best cuttings for about three years that California ever had. We gather, I would gather a set of steers that weighed five and a half or six hundred and drive to the to the facility and those was the best cut cattle I at midnight every night I went and settled all the cattle pre-settled them in the and we it took about three minutes to settle the cattle and we run through 350 works a day Whew. and That's with that, with, without there. lights. Wow yeah they said that was the best cutting they ever saw. Man, So the only better cutting that I did that, when I was in Idaho, I, had, I went and got 300 head of replacement heifers that I put together. And I thought, hell, I'll just have a cutting on these things. I had a 150-foot by 300-foot outdoor arena. I put them all in the, the arena, and I put about three in the round curl behind the arena for them to lock up to. And we cut on that same 300 head all day long. And it was the best cutting I ever went to. It was just like I bet a, you
0: didn't have them things all wrote down on your notepad. No,
2: no, no. Didn't have to. And they all was Herefords, and you couldn't tell one of them from the other.
0: Oh, Lord.
2: And they was the best set of replacement Herefords I ever put together. But this guy had a really good ranch, and I worked for him there for a while. But that was it.
1: Well, that would cut some settling out. Wouldn't it?
2: yeah i i just brushed them off and said we're having a cutting and they and we we put 300 head in that arena and had to cut out of all day long <laughs> It's awesome
0: they used to do the truck cutting like that at the dlr yeah where they'd have it was just an open just a just a cutting for a truck right. they'd put i don't know they'd put a hundred head or something in there yeah. And just walk in there and go get at them. <laughs> it was out. It was, I mean, I got to see it one it's time. It was cool.
2: It was fun. Yep. Yeah,
0: they used to talk about it all the time out there. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Anyway, so that's that was that year. But anyway, the, the ranch, uh, when I sold my place there on Island Road, then I moved out to Bear Mountain Boulevard, and that's where I am now. But I just sold it a couple days. I was going to
0: say, you're not there now.
2: No, I'm in Arizona. I'm going to stay there. Yeah.
1: That was a pretty big move.
2: It was, and, and we're not done moving yet. You know, of course, but I just, I, you know, with the fraternities going on. I had, I had to keep training, so I, and I didn't have no place to go. You know, so I called up Dean and he let me rent stalls, and that's where I'm at.
0: Shout out um, DT. Yeah,
1: DT Quarter Horses. Mm-hmm. Well, things you've been working for you. You've been on fire all year. <laughs> uh, the pre uh, yeah. you were on fire.
2: Yeah, I got some good horses and good ones. And I've been, I've been, I haven't cheated on them. They've been rode every day, mm. so
1: I'm doing good. How many uh, do you have in training now? I
2: think there's seventeen or eighteen.
1: Mm.
2: That's a good got, full day of work. And then when I get home, there's five more two-year-olds that they're showing up. Oh, yeah. So, I got to keep Bob Melvin busy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad he's to
2: see busy. you. He's, he's pretty
1: busy. He's pretty busy. I went there to slow down. But. Yeah, I'm glad to see you're slowing down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you imagine? Now i got all these horses for Derby horses next year. For I, I don't know.
1: And five more for fraternity horses. Maybe. And probably ten. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I'm not, Hey. I got my five pretty good here somehow, but it was split out just perfect. Right. right.
0: Yeah, this schedule was schedule was amazing.
2: Pretty, pretty damn good. You bet. It was yeah. really good.
0: I had one horse that showed, like, on Thursday, and then not again till the next Wednesday, and then again on Sunday.
2: Wow. Mm. That's awesome.
0: I mean, that's a lot of time. Th- I mean, that yeah. gum, you about put one together like that. Yeah. Or break them. Yeah. Or break them. <laughs> or <laughs> or break put them
2: apart. Yeah. Or bring them apart. Yeah. <laughs> But you guys wouldn't do that, though. There's some guys that wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was really happy with mine. I didn't even, I I didn't even, I just showed them a flag and, and what you cut, and showed up. Yeah. Because I think they're broken up to where they're all right.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we can darn sure fall in that trap of trying to over-prepare right there. I think
2: so, you know, especially if they got it broke. And, and mine are fit as a fiddle, so. I just, I'm going to go with what I got. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I showed one the other day, and I worked him in the practice pen out there down the fence, and I, when I, after I got on working him, I thought, man, I'm really glad I worked this horse in the practice pen. Right. Then I showed him, I'm like, hmm, <laughs>
2: maybe, not. maybe I shouldn't have worked <laughs> him in the practice pen. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a hard deal to do, you know, to prepare him. You know, so you just
0: have to know your horse good enough, I guess. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, it comes down to—I mean, they better be fence horses. I mean, son of a gun! I don't know how many people i seen down there around the back gate, and they're like, "Well, that didn't go very good." Yeah, I'm like, if if you ain't had a three-year-old come apart, I mean, I says the only thing that I can tell you for sure is you probably don't know what to expect. Hey, like, it might be one that it might go in there and be a lot better than it's been for the last two weeks going down the fence, or it might go in there and be a lot worse. Yeah. I mean there just ain't no way to know.
2: No, you just don't know. You just gotta show up and enter and up. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing to I'll
0: say you
1: may. <laughs> uh,
2: but I I'm pretty proud of my calls. They're doing pretty good. Ought
0: to be. Mm-hmm. So which two did you make the files on?
2: I got uh, the I can't say his name. He's by that Shiner's voodoo doctor. Yep. Is one of them, and then I have a DT mare. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I thought I was training her for <coughs> for a lady, his sister-in-law, and couldn't find out I'm riding it. <laughs> 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 About three months ago, and I thought, like, well, hell, maybe I better start, you know, stepping her up a little, but she's a pretty good minor. Yeah, Huge stopper. And I went to 220 on her at Vegas, the other, you know, when we was there. And, and um, the little horse... The stud that I got, he marked a two twenty two and a half. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, we're kind of ready.
0: Darn right. Well, we are in the middle of it, son of a gun. And yeah.
1: now, yeah. and now, it it'll all change, start over again. It will. You don't have to beat near as me, people. Yeah. <laughs> and all, What was the two hundred eighty or something?
2: Yeah,
3: and yeah, that's pretty
2: yeah. cool to make the finals for me anyway, because I'm I'm getting. Little long in the truth. Little.
0: <laughs> this is well. That's how I felt last year. I was sitting there watching it. I like, well, there we go. It was a good run. <laughs> it's all over. It's all it's over, all over. It's all over at
1: thirty-seven.
0: <laughs> uh, well, so we haven't really expounded much on Bakersfield. We no we moved. The last I think we talked about on the last episode. We had just hired the old boy to rebuild. The barn, Sean Pasco. Sean Pascoe. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And he moved the like. Didn't he, we move the he barn? Built hey, the he arena. Moved,
2: he moved my first place that I bought to my new place, <laughs> to the one where I'm at now. Him and and Bill. Anyway, they're really good close friends. And that day, with Sean Pasco, he'd take a two and three inch pipe that's thirty three feet long. Put it on his shoulder to walk around. I didn't need a guy do, uh do Skidster. No, <laughs> he just picked it up and put it where he wanted it. Is, he's so strong. I just, he uh, is something. Uh, he is something else. But anyways, so this is kind of a funny story because Bill, he says, uh, well, I'll help you get your other place together. He says, uh, what are you going to do with this place? I said, i tell you what I'd like to do. This guy doesn't want anything here except my house. So uh, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just give you, oh, what would you take for me to just, what would it cost me to have you just move this place to my new place? Because I had a beautiful barn there. He hummed around, hummed around. I finally said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just give you 10000 cash right out of my pocket. And he went for it. He's got, he has got even with me, though, <laughs> when he put it back together. He, on, he, he was so mad. At, by the time he tore down everything and took in my place, it was a job. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I really had some nice curls out of it by the time I got but Yeah, he was pretty mad at me for even <laughs> suggesting it, I guess. <laughs> But uh, he got even with me when he put it back together. But <laughs> I have such a great place there. A good rolling pin. It's 150 by 300. And then a, a square pin right behind it that I could cut in and whatever. And uh, had a little feedlot. Then I could keep as many cows as I wanted. I can keep a hundred if I wanted. (laughs) Uh, So how
1: long did you have the first place? Ten Ten years. Ten years on the first one. Mm -hmm. And how much value did you get? How much did it? Yeah.
2: 110,000 an acre.
1: But, I mean, compared to what you paid for it.
2: Oh, I only paid like, uh, I don't know, 480,000 for it. Huh.
0: Gentlemen, I got to step away for just yeah. a minute. The wife's yeah. coming.
1: Go ahead. You guys, hey. enjoy. Best be of good luck. Back. So it went. It increased. Oh, just double. It was five. Well, that would only be uh, five hundred fifty thousand, and you paid four eighty for it. So yeah. it went up a hundred thousand. Yeah, and something. And then, yeah. how much equity did you increase on your the next place that you just sold
0: over
1: uh, seventeen years? Uh, oh, oh,
2: oh! Well,
1: a lot more—triple, <laughs> yeah, four times. Well,
2: yeah, probably double. I probably double. Yeah. But I had a—I had. This is kind of a funny deal. I had a lawyer that was wanting to teach his boys how to his boys how to ride. You know how that all goes, and he wanted to be a partner on the first first five acres, right? And I says, well, okay, I'll take you in. Because I was using his money a little bit, right? And he helped me fix it up like I really wanted it. And the next thing I know, 10 years later, he had falsely made me, had me sign a grant deed that was to him.
1: Holy mackerel.
2: I was going to lose a whole damn place. Wow. So I... I was pretty bullheaded about that. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> and so I hired me a lawyer, and so we went to court for 10 days with a, with a jury trial. Oof. And I beat him and won his ranch. so it was 80 acres, at a, and I sold it for a $1,500,000. Wow. And I still got my wow. 100000 an acre for my place, too. So don't screw with the cowboy. My, yeah, every once my, in a while, my lawyer says <laughs> <laughs> he says he might just be a cowboy, but he's a smart cowboy. <laughs> so then I just turned around and bought this other place. Bought the
1: other one. Yeah. Um, so. so for for the young guys that are training and stuff, the getting your hands on the place yeah. and not just renting, you think that's a pretty good idea.
2: You got to have some dirt. You know, that's the only reason I I went to sold my place now, and I'm going to buy another place as equally as the same amount of money, and I'm not going to owe anybody nothing. Mm. I'm going to be free, debt-free. So that's what I want to do. And then I got enough saved up that that lawyer, he had a little... Like, he had some money that I needed, and so I got that from him too because I, I, I actually won. I, won I won a lot from him,
1: so yeah, shame on him yeah, every once in a while the good guys win. yeah, exactly
2: yeah my my lawyer he was i mean he he rides with me, and he's a cutter, and he's really a smart guy, but they screwed with the wrong guy when they screwed, when they mess with him mm. yeah. It was good to have a good one. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I was scared to death. I told I told him one day, I, was, I said, we're in three days li- and, li- and with a jury trial. And I'm looking at that jury trial, and I'm thinking, ah, dang, I can't figure these guys out, whether they like me or don't like me, right? And uh, I told Ralph, I said, this don't look too good to me. I, I can't figure these guys out. And he says, "You know what? I'm going to tell you something. This ain't even a fair fight." <laughs> I said, "All right, okay, I'm with you." <laughs> All right. <then.
3: laughs>
2: so it wasn't even a fair fight because it was, it was pretty. I could have got his license and and I could have had him in jail. I mean, wow. they committed fraud big time. Yeah, it's it, unbelievable. And even you know the people that have a. Notary, a notary public. Yeah, we got we got her to, to tell us that he signed my name to the deal, and and then she notarized it. Wow! So it was it was a sad deal for him.
1: Oh, that was <laughs> a, that was a nail in the coffin. Oh
2: yeah, yep. And so I ended up getting that place. So I ended up selling it for a lot of money. So mm. that helped me buy my other place. Yeah.
1: Well, so if you're young, you need to get a place and have <laughs> someone try to steal it from you, yeah, and right. then there you go. <laughs> someone that has something to take.
2: <laughs> I think I must have lost about thirty pounds worrying about it. Oh, no, I'll
1: bet. <laughs> I'll bet. I was in one of those not so long ago, and it boy, they're gut wrenching, and you never know. No. I The jury, you would think better, but uh, that judge that we had, it went on 17 days. Oh, Dave. And that judge, I thought to myself, I will never play poker with that guy <laughs> because you could not read a thing on him. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, and we did. Y- you won, though.
1: Yeah, we won. Mm-hmm. We, we slayed him, but still, it takes forever to get the money. I'm still in it. It's been three, four years.
2: Oh, for credit, lad.
1: Mm hmm. Well, I they thinking, declare bankruptcy and then uh, they this yeah. and then they that yep, and yep. so on and such forth. That's terrible.
2: Well <sighs> I ended up getting all my money, and then I had a guy that that had a hayfield right next to that place that I won from the from yeah. the lawyer, and he said he had a son that wanted that place. Oh. so I said, you know what? I'll just sell it to
1: you. I just I just happen to have <laughs> exactly what
2: he needs. Yes. <laughs> It was a, quite a place. It had a half-mile a racetrack on it. It had oh, 78 Lord. stalls on it. it had a little, had an outdoor arena with lights. And
1: you could have just moved there. I could have just moved there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could have.
2: But I liked the, I had the case in my hand, though. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Boy, it'd be nice to get the debt going, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: I just had to be debt-free. And I'm goddamn near 80 years old, so... I could just have fun the rest of my life, huh? Mhm. Yeah. Ride a few more snapper beaters and have a couple of bridle horses and go have some fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And be able to buy one if you want to. If I want to. Yep. Yeah. And uh mm-hmm. what would uh what would be something you would tell a young guy about Because now you're renting stalls. Yep. Yep. You've gone from owning, but you're go- but only to get to where you own something again,
2: right? Right. right. So I, I, I'm getting I'm getting the same amount of money from my place that I'm putting into another place, and it's going to be worth that much money forever, or more. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm downsizing, but I still got I still got land. I haven't really the money that I put in it is going to always be be there if I want to sell it. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm after.
1: Um, do you do m- much buying and selling on horses, Doug?
2: Only a little, yeah. You know, everybody kind of likes buying horses, and so, you know, they're, they're broken the bridle pretty good. In fact, I've got five guys that are trying to buy one of my little bridle horses right now. I non am pro horse, and, mm-hmm. and he's a beautiful little booger, and my uh Assistant is showing him, and he showed him today and did a really good job on him. If he passes a bat he's gone.
1: Yeah. But you don't do a ton
2: of it. I don't do a ton of it because I'm just too busy training.
1: <laughs> the ones that are going to pay for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, And you don't have to risk. I think
2: they're going to pay. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. For.
1: <laughs> I hope they're
2: going to pay. I'm billing pay. them. Yeah, but I don't, you know, I just... if. I don't tell them. I tell them the truth. That they these some bucks ain't good enough, I'm just not going to do it. Next. Yeah. So yeah. if you want me to trade a horse, you've got to buy a better one. Yeah.
1: Especially at your age. Yeah.
2: I don't need to have to...
1: Mess with that. Mess with that. So,
2: And I try not to. I've never tried not to. Yeah. But I have had some horses that nobody else would ride, but I rode them and, and won some money on them, so that's good.
1: Yeah, but... That time's over.
2: The, those times are over. There's so many good horses right now. It's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. The only amazing part of is the stuff. how much they cost.
1: It's um. Here lately, it's been <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Isn't it?
2: It's of like the housing.
1: Yep. And the yep.
2: ranches and oh my god, they just worth so much money. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: It's almost uh, unreal. It's it's you, it's all there's almost no ground left. That you could buy and make a cow work on. No.
2: Especially in California.
1: Well, yeah, none there. Yeah. None, none of, of that. No. If you don't have something to put in. No. Uh, there's no way you can buy the ground and no. buy the cows and make it work. No. And and I, don't, I
2: most of these people don't want you to even have a cow anyhow. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. We're going
1: to get our, they're going to make it in a tube now. I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> good
2: a, Lord. I know. Our world is pretty screwed up right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll get straightened out.
1: Uh, have you seen it get this messed up before? No. Not even in the '60s. I can't even imagine
2: that it might have been. You know, of course, I was pretty young then, but uh, I was 18 years old in 1960. Mm. So uh, it's really tough to, to say. Uh, I can't imagine it being this bad. Then it, it's bad right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I was surprised that we didn't have a civil war here a while back.
1: I know. Yeah. I'm not. Um, but you, you got to wonder how we're going to get out of it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, we got to get somebody smarter than we got in there right now. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> and you'd think, you'd, with think all that, you'd think we'd be able to find somebody that could somebody. Be I'm not, not, not. I'm trying not to get into the political bullshit because I, I, just ain't got time for it. Yet. Right. But, got horses to ride. But it is. A, it is difficult to say to the young people, "This is going to be all right," because I don't think anybody knows now, not no. for sure. Yeah. But on the outside, our horses are worth more money than... I do, so it ride. doesn't make any sense. Everything sense. Is, uh,
1: seems so messed up. the hell is everybody up. getting the money. More money and more... Yeah. Ho- the bridle horses are worth a ton. I and not know. only that, you can't find enough of them. No. Th- there no. aren't enough there of them. There ain't enough of them, yeah.
2: Because so, there's not enough guys making them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, anyway. That's true, but you know what I have seen at this show... I've seen it lately, but I really, at this show, it's so long, and you're here so long, I've noticed how many, for the first time, how many young people that are going to be trainers I see coming. I know. And I've thought that was weak in the last few years, but now there's a lot of them. It's getting stronger, huh? It's getting stronger, and a lot of it is due to, there's a lot of young guys now that have so many horses that they're making a program where they have all these assistant trainers and they're walking them up. Yep. You know, uh, Ben Baldus and Justin Wright and all them, uh, Corey and all them, they have a, they have a band of assistants Yep, and you know that a good percentage of them have to go on to be open riders and they've already created a lot.
3: Oh, sure. Uh, Same
1: with you. Yeah. Um, You're probably not wanting to, five assistant trainers no more but no but I just I want one good one what (laughs) (laughs) and I got that as
2: long as I can keep him you know
1: well that's the other thing: keeping him
2: and and then paying him enough money because if you cut down then you can't pay him enough money to stay yeah it's tough and then where I'm at it has uh, there's a lot of people that that
1: That might be Carol
2: no (laughs) it (laughs) is
1: well you better answer it
2: Hang on. Hello, baby. Hello? Oh, good. She didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this. I forgot where I was at. Now my train of thought was...
1: Oh. Uh, well, you cut your numbers down. You can't afford the assistant.
2: I can't afford the assistant. Yeah. yeah. So I got to write... And it's kind of like my place at Bakersfield. To open my gates, I had to make 20000 a month before I got any. For me. So you got to mm. buy a lot of horses to make that happen.
1: It's a lot. Yeah. Got to buy a lot of hay. Got a little, yeah,
2: a lot of carrots and, and everything.
1: I bet she answers this time. Yes.
2: Hello. I'm with Russell and we're doing a broadcast. Oh, I see. All right. I'll get that done. All right. Bye. Anyway.
1: So sorry. Yeah, there's a lot going.
2: Yeah, and there's, you know, like, you can't find a good bridle horse, and this horse, is, if he bets, I mean, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Cause, and he's, actually, I bet him placed too damn cheap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get to think, for me, 45000 is a lot of goddamn money, and it's cheap for him. It and, is now. Yeah.
1: It is now. And uh, uh, there's so many of them out there that you can't have. <laughs> yeah, hey,
3: yeah, yeah,
2: they won't, they won't put a price on them. Uh
1: uh-uh. huh? uh. They ain't gonna let go because they know if they sell theirs.
2: Well, the only reason they want to sell this in is because she wants a two year old. Yeah. And she wants me to ride it. So I might be able to ride one more so then I'll have four next year instead of five. <laughs> 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 but i have at a ranch that's got 25 head of two year olds on. And. I'm afraid I'm going to be in, end up riding a lot of them here pretty quick.
0: There's, you got one. You got you one. Got a, you you get I, even with when you get home.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good horse too.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we just have to recap all the stuff y'all talked about for the last twenty minutes because I was gone.
2: Oh, oh, we just talking about <laughs> how much money I made in the last couple of years. Oh, <laughs> we got talking
1: about him trading his places and oh, getting right. equity. And yep, yep,
0: yep. Perfect. Because right a young up.
2: trainer's got to have dirt somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in his life, he just got to say, "Okay, I would put this much money into somewhere." And well, what I've and I have, whether it's a training place or not, no matter what it is,
1: yeah, even a house, yeah, something, even something, a, even something
0: more than four by yeah. eight by six, yeah. right? Exactly, something more
1: than you're paying rent and someone else is making equity, yeah, because it, the payment is always more than the rent. Yep. But it's not that, much, that more. Not much more. And you get zero back yeah. from the rent. Yeah, Just zero. My payment is less than the, my former I, rent. I believe right. it. Now, I believe it, especially with this interest down. Well, yeah. sure. So you and used, I used stay. to have to pay 10% interest. So
2: that's just un, unreal. About, unreal. Like now. So now to pay 2 or 3% interest on... It's 100. like
3: free money. Yeah.
1: Free money, two yeah. percent interest is free money.
2: Isn't that something? Yeah,
1: that's so, crazy. Anyway,
2: that's I. All you have traders just need to buy you some dirt. And,
1: and they're all and always it's well. This is why I get from a few of them that will call and they'll be well. You know, it's going to be tough to make that payment, and if we get a little this more and a little that more, I'm, no, yeah. it's never not going to be hard to make that payment. It's and never. Yeah. Ever, it's never going to come along where, oh well, I can make that payment easy.
0: Yeah, you're going to make gonna you're happen. making a rent payment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And That's by so. the way, Russell's got a couple places for sale. <laughs> and I just sold one.
2: Dang it! You could have had it. It's all set up.
0: <laughs> That's right. But it's in
2: California. Not uh, uh, a good thing. Not no, good nobody want
0: to live in California.
2: Well, there's not any cattle there anymore. I I happen to have a really good place to get cattle, but I'm the only one that's got cattle really, really good. Yeah. And now that's all right up now. Mm-hmm. So now that I left, because mm-hmm. they didn't want to do it anymore anyhow. So I found that on uh, the Breckenridge Mountain up there, they, I had the, they would bring me. Two and three year old heifers, it was blangest heifers, the prettiest things you ever saw, and wilder than a bunks. <laughs> they had to trap them or, or, or tranquilize them to bring them to me, and I went through like two or three hundred hit of them things that didn't have an iron on them or nothing. They all, all them big old guys thought they wanted a little ranchette someplace, and they all bought some cows, and they got away, and they never saw them again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long ways from there to Bishop, California. <laughs> yeah, and that's and they're scattered in that whole country, mm. and they can't... I had a guy that could really get them, and he went. He caught me two hundred head one year.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: And those Rangus efforts lasted for ever t- forever. Yeah, if you took care of them they, and fed them good, but it's a good thing they had no feed because. That's how they trapped Now, they've got a bunch. Well, no, they don't have rain there though. Yeah, that's when they need to be, be caught, because yeah, they're when they're right now, be the yeah, time. No, right now, they are starved industry. out in that but country. Th- but nobody's build. Nobody, nobody's good enough hand to do it.
0: Well, you'd have to fight the fires to get them out of there, oh, wouldn't I you? I
2: guess it's so smoky in Bakersfield you can't even hardly breathe. Yeah,
1: that's what they said. It looks like fog. Yeah the ash is just falling, falling out. down yeah, all, all over, over all over the valley. valley this
0: has been going on for a couple months now oh yeah huh?
1: yeah. yeah it's bad it's
2: bad mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to feel sorry for them because they won't let us run cattle in the
1: mountains yeah anymore. they won't they made us quit burning yep the, and, the mountains were beautiful yep and they took over yep <laughs> <laughs> and got rid of all the things that were happening <laughs> and went to managing it and spending money yeah and it's
2: and now it's on fire because of all the unbrush oh. and all the stuff they should Burnt
1: in. it to the ground. They burnt the yeah. beetle the trees full, to the ground. Yeah.
0: The spotted frogs will be her thriving, no? Yeah. Right.
1: They're I mean, dead. Yeah, I, mean, I, <laughs> I think they're dead. I think they burned. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it's, just, it's just a shame because California is as beautiful a state as you want As to, there is. As there is. I mean, our... I, I, I have kind of met at myself because there's a bunch of it that I should have went and looked at and didn't, but the stuff that I did go look at was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So...
1: Some of the best cattle country in them foothills oh, and oh stuff. My God. All them old ranches of where we were would go to the mountains in the summer, mm-hmm. green feed all summer, and then come down to the valley in the winter, and green feed all winter. Just yep. never had to yep. make hay. Just haul them just, uh, just drive them up drive and them down. back
2: and forth, and up and down the mountains. Yeah, yep.
1: from 9,500 foot to 400. Yeah, yeah. Those neat. That's, that's neat country. It's the best best cow
2: country in the world. Mm-hmm. And now... I burned it. Now there's nothing. <laughs>
1: The Indians didn't have computers or nothing. They were smart enough to burn it all when they left the mountain. Exactly. And they came in with all their technology and ruined it. And ruined it. You know what irritates me absolutely the worst of all? If they would have forests there and there's deadfalls everywhere. Yep. And you got to go get a permit from them bastards to cut wood. And if you don't, they'll arrest you and they'll fine you. Yep. Yep. If you go cut firewood. But they can burn the whole damn thing down, <laughs> and no one gets in any trouble. Isn't that so cool? Well, twenty some years ago, when I was with Sean Pasco, yeah. them uh, bark beetles came and started killing oh, yeah. them trees, and they decided to not do anything. They wouldn't let the loggers take them out. Nope. Threw them out. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't take them out and they'd do nothing? Let them take the whole dang forest over. Yeah. Hundreds of
0: acres. You would go up there. Chris. Well, you can't offend a bark beetle, Russell.
1: <laughs> I could have. I, we could try, huh? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: They did They got to feelings,
0: them. too. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> we are empathetic here on Cowherds Full Contact. If yeah. we're nothing else, we're they're empathetic. are feeling burned right now.
2: <laughs> so, wh- when, I was, when I was 14, 15 years old and running my dad's ranch, we had. I, we run cattle in a 200 mile radius. And if we. I, we would have some country that would have sagebrush so high that you couldn't see over it if you stood on your saddle, like trees. Mm. We just burned it now. And it burned, it burned and stopped someplace. The next year, they had Feed. green grass up up to their knees. And so, you know, I, we just took care of our country. Yeah. Know? We had more grass than you can... And now, from... The ranch that we had in Oregon to the ninth calker to the ninth Calcum, he had thirty-four cattle cars. He had to cross over to get to the ninth calker mm. in two hundred miles. <laughs> is that just awful?
1: Awful. <laughs> yeah, and ruined that whole free country. range is
2: over. Yeah, and and it was they ruined that whole country. Yeah, we had bunch guys that would drag your strips when you when you trotted through it. And then when the building went in there, it looked like this floor we're sitting on. Mm. Yeah. And, we, and we paid to do that. And we paid him to do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, well. It's so did that happen? Hey, Don't you, get me started. <laughs> you
0: saw that, though. So did that, I mean, how did that progress? I mean, how did that come to be?
1: Well, because the government. They did. Yeah, but how, gra- how did they get controls? is what he's asking. How did it... I mean, was it fast or slow or... Oh, it just
2: kind of went a little bit at a
1: time and next thing you know, they had control
2: of your permit. See, if you if if you didn't go by the rules, they'll just c- cut your permit half. And you're going to run 500 cows instead of 1,500, say, for instance. We, I, my dad and I run 1,500 other mother, mother cows. And nobody knew for sure how many we really had, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's just too big a country. Yeah. You know, we used it all, but we only use a little of it
1: all. So how did the permits come around, Doug? I don't know. You know, the, the BLM started
2: doing that before I started there. But um, they made a lot of ranchers mad, you know. When they would fly over that country, because they didn't know how to do it on horseback, they would see a couple of us driving cows, so we'd step off so they couldn't take our pictures. Uh, no. <laughs> but they thought we'd better shoot them down so they'd go, oh, and they'd take off. <laughs> 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 because the ranchers, they hated them. Because I mean, they were just, they was breaking. I told my dad, if you don't sell this ranch in Vale Oregon, and go ahead and buy the one in Borsey that I found for you, this, gonna, the Vailans are gonna break us. And they, they surely did. Would have, yeah.
0: Mm. They broke a lot of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Just because you couldn't you couldn't run enough cows to make a living. Yeah. It's kind of like training horses. You, you got to have so much money to open your gates so you can pay everybody. You know. So you got to ride so many horses, and you got to have so many cows to make your outfit work. Yeah. So it's kind of a sad deal. You know, because I I just don't have very any respect for the BLM because they, all they got is a job and they didn't care what they did to you. No, as a rancher, you know, they didn't care.
1: And they don't. And what the land produces doesn't affect their paycheck. That's the worst part about it. That's when it becomes when management takes over something, and their their no. actions don't change their income. No. And there, and what happens to the land, whether it's producing or not, it doesn't change that management's income. That's when you it all goes to it, heck. It goes to hell right there. Yeah. What, well, the reason the ranchers and the loggers and the sheepmen and all them kept that country in good shape? Because when it wasn't, that's what starved them. Yeah. The yeah. fact that it wasn't in good shape, and now you got all these management companies. Yeah. That if it, it goes to yeah. heck, they're ruining it. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. It, it is. So disgusting to me how much lumber we burnt this year in California. Oh, my gosh. It's, a, it's obscene.
3: Yeah.
1: It it's is. absolutely obscene how many millions and millions and millions of dollars went into smoke. Yeah. And the taxpayers paid to do it. Yep. Yeah. And then they paid to try to put it out. And now they're going to
0: pay to try to grow it back.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so and then meanwhile, in the meanwhile, the is. Right.
0: Hundred and fifty dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. All coming import. Yep.
1: And they're not letting the loggers go. It just it's it's beyond it's infuriating insane. to me oh, and it's insane. insane. It's insane.
0: I don't even understand how they come up with that this, this stuff's a good idea. I don't either.
1: I mean my um I worked for a guy that had been there since a night, early nineteen about nineteen twenty or 30 or something like that said when he first went to work there it's the only job he'd had for Guthrie's there was no place on those mountains that you couldn't ride a horse no place and there was green grass under all trees and the the deer traveled in herds yeah and when I went to work there you only went on the trails there's no grass just under the the pines and the only place there was grass is the meadows which they had created by dropping logs across a long time ago that was all there was. So the deer population was nothing. And they'd say, oh, it's the hunters. And it's, it's not the hunters. They won't come if there's no feed. They can't come. Yeah. They can't exist. Yeah. They breed like rabbits. You couldn't hunt them out. It was, yeah. it's the lack of feed. Yep. And he said when they left every year with the cattle, they left with a box of matches. Ah, and yeah. they burned everything they could on the way out.
0: I got to go. I'll be right back. Okay. Now we're all... Free of bladder pressure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now you wait till you get my age. Yeah, it's worse.
0: (laughs) I don't know. If it gets worse for me, I'm going to be going every 15 minutes. I know.
2: It's it's difficult sometimes. Them
0: damn herd days, I get on schedule. I get on a 20 minute, a 20 and a 40. Yeah. And I'm talking about, I go to the bathroom every 20 minutes. Oh, right. Before after the five. settle, after the settle, and then after the cutting. So it's twenty and forty, and yeah. twenty and forty, yeah. for twelve hours. That's what I do. And then when I get done, I have to, my body gets on that schedule until I go to sleep. Yeah.
2: And then when you go to sleep, you're going to get up every two hours.
0: See, I haven't had to do that. Yeah. That's nah. where it gets worse. Yeah, that's worse. That's worse.
2: Yeah, but however. So, where are we at now?
1: Well, we were fixing the forest. We bashed on the BLM. It's all irritating. uh, It's just too irritating. We got to get
2: get to happier thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. We got to get to where uh, these horses today are getting so fantastic. Are they not? In the last ten, um, less than that, five years, they have just doubled in horsemanship. Yeah, five and being able to just do whatever you can train me and do whatever the hell you want to me. And I'll just do it. And I'll do it. Pretty much in it. You know, how
1: did you what did you do? Because you were doing pretty good a year or so ago, two years ago. Mm -hmm. But now this year, I mean, you really came all year (laughs) all all them horses look good. What did you do? Did you I, change anything or change not, horses, or
2: what? Just better horses. Better I, horses. I just had a set of horses that all wanted to be good. Like, you know, I got a very own mare that's by the Buckskin Stud, and his mind is as good a horse. You know, his mind is so good mm-hmm. that uh, his hopes are, too. And uh, and then, you know, the Shiner's Voodoo Doctor, I've got one of those, and they—they they are just good-minded horses. And—and and however, this is a sport rotten little son of a buck, but he is really a good horse. I could feel it under me. Mm-hmm. But you know how a stud this poor little horse has killed four or five sheep, killed two dogs. <laughs> <laughs> They've had him in the house in the living room with him in Hawaii. <laughs> so they call my lord. So they called me up, and he's a yearling. And they want to fly me over to see if he's good enough looking f- for me to train. But it's out of a mare that I took to this Knucklebit facility in Reno years ago, and I lost track of that old mare. She ended up in Hawaii and had this baby. So he is the most fault rottenest little sob, <laughs> <yearling>. <laughs> and. As you know, if you can't hurt a stud somehow, he got to where he took to the training. He is, when I'm on him, he is so light in the snuffle bed, he won't let you touch a bit with the bridle rods. He won't let you pull them mm. without giving too much, you know, like overbridling and mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. So he wants to be trained when I'm on him, but he's a little snot on the ground. Yeah. And his first reaction, if he, if, and he gets mad like the snappy fingers, that quick. And he'll go, to, the first thing that's on his mind is to kick mm. with both feet. <laughs> and I got a very mayor, old mare that he absolutely hates. If I get within 10 feet of his stall, he'll just fall and kick the goddamn stall <laughs> yet today.
0: <laughs> when
2: he just sees her. Coming down the aisle, <laughs> and the rest of them he don't care.
0: Oh, they ain't funny creatures. They
2: are, huh? But he's a really good horse, athletic-wise and stuff. He's not as coward as you and I would like to have him be, but but he is now starting to get there a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. I see if I can tune him up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's kind of funny. He don't have a lot of cow on him, and. And he's so light in the face, I don't wanna lose that either. So, so Funny, you, just, I mean. you just have to know your individuals. Every how, horse is different. How to prepare them, it's a, <coughs> it's a science in all reality. And, and a person has to have that. I had a girl that would scroll, I mean, would ride my cutters to where it's all good. And I never had anybody that could do it as well as she could. She might ride him for fifteen minutes and maybe be out there for two hours, but she would have them so perfect, uh, mental wise, that they
0: would go cut a cow. You, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, in, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. That that's a yeah. that's such an underrated profession. It is the yeah. loper, the loper position, you know, and it's
2: just to lop one around is not it? No. Yeah, you know, but uh, and then I've had other guys who get on the colt like I'm talking about. And in five minutes, he's a goddamn man, He only look at the cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's that. That's that part
0: too. But yep, I've had some of them. I had a kid. I had a good mare that I won a lot on, and I had one kid that he couldn't ride her. He couldn't. I couldn't let him on her. No, no. I mean, she'd try and crawl out of the arena. Yeah, and like as a five year old. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this was, was a good kid and did a good job, but them two. They, didn't, they mix. didn't mix. And I mean, you were like, nope, you just leave uh, her alone.
2: See, I, I do that same thing with this little stud, the voodoo Doctor horse. He is, his temper, I've never seen a horse that you can get a temper so quick as this horse. I mean, he is plumb, good-eyed, soft-eyed, bam, he is mad, that quick, and grossy-kicking. What the hell is going through your mind? <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't let anybody ride him at all. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd rather nobody ride him at all as to somebody get on him because he's just going to get mad at him. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess maybe I got my thumb on him good enough to where he don't get mad at me anymore. Yeah. So,
1: Doug, how do you... seems how you're older than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> By a ways. No, thanks takes a lot. <laughs> you got five thirty horses. Yeah. How many bridal horses? A couple. A couple bridal horses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a full... Slate. Yep. How do you handle all of the schooling and all that stuff? How much of that do you do? The night schooling and I get up at twelve o'clock in the morning and I'm at school
2: every day. Every, at home, even at home, right? Yeah. So it's not. It's it, it's just an everyday deal, you know. But if I'm going anywhere like here, you know, it's really hard. I don't like to go in there in school with about fifteen and twenty guys in there. I'd like to go in there by myself right. if I can. Yes, and I always end up. Uh, for some reason, Corey Cushions comes in right after I do. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a two o'clock kind of guy, too. So, yeah. But I, I, I just, I just, I've always done it like that. Yeah. But I, and then you don't get much sleep though, right? You know. Yeah. But I, I think it's just the, the process of what I do doesn't have to be, relate
1: to anybody else's way of processing things, you know. It just works for me. You know, I don't know. Do you get run down at the shows, these big shows like this? Boy, Cause
2: I've had a pretty good... I, I'm, I'm getting by this show pretty damn pretty good. good. Yeah, it's got a good schedule. and it's Maybe getting, because of the
1: schedule, huh? Yeah, because
2: it's fitting me for some reason. I'm, you know, I, I go to bed, and, you know, and I'll sleep... I'll, Yesterday I went to bed at three o'clock in the afternoon and didn't get up till this morning at two o'clock.
0: Right, two o'clock yeah. this
2: morning, and then I've been up since two o'clock. But but uh, I'm not too tired right now. Uh And I've rode six head of horses this morning.
1: Yeah, with the schedule you can. Yeah.
2: Kind uh, of uh, make it work. Yeah. This pretty. This schedule
1: is good. When um, you have all them 30 horses and they're running late at night and you're getting up at 2, showing the next day and then that late night, that, and then it would probably catch up on yeah, you.
2: it catches up with me now a little bit better. Right. It used to not, but when right. I was your age. <laughs>
1: right. But, but it is.
2: It's just, uh, you know, my health is not as good as I'd like to have it be, and so I had to kind of take care of that. It's better than a
1: lot of people that would have been your age now. Yeah, but I should have died a long time ago. <laughs> if I, if I'd known I'd All live, extras. If I would known I was going to live this damn
2: long, I would have took a lot better care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like you would have. <laughs> I wouldn't, no. You know, I, I'm so blessed, but <clears throat> I've had such a great life, so I'm just lucky to be able to do it, you know, running wild horses and, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old, I'd, they had 10,000 head of wild horses in not 200-mile radius. And I might be driving some cows out through the country and see spot these horses, and I couldn't help myself to just leave the cows there. They'd be fine. <laughs> 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 they needed a break. And I'd go run wild horses and catch something <laughs> before the day was over. <laughs> uh, so those kind of days, you know, it was awesome. Yeah, and of course my coyote dog he he, he helped me. He could go out around him. He would go out around him and bend him back towards me, and while my horse was getting a little air, and I'd take in after him again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of uh, a lot of feedback off some of the old stories off the uh, first right. section of this episode. And like what? <laughs> uh, I feel like. We had people tell us that we need to ask you about stories, but I can't remember which ones they told us to
1: ask <laughs> about now. I know. But I wa- <laughs> he doesn't like the XY stories. Yeah. But I heard one time one of them had a boyfriend or something, and you went and hid in the closet. It wasn't quite like that, but <laughs> 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 I never did like hiding too good.
2: But uh, I, I was off on a horse show, me and Benny Gertrude. And we got home a day early, and my pickup and, and I did and we went and I went with Benny. I just threw it in with Benny. And anyway, we went to, uh, we went to uh, Arizona somewhere. Anyway, so I get home and I and I got home fairly early, and I says, "Where's my truck?" Well, the wife's got it, and him and the and your saddle are, are gone in it. I saw I never really thought that much about it, so I go to bed, and about eleven o'clock, here they come stumbling <laughs> in the house, and I'm thinking, "Well, I'll be deal." <laughs> so I get my three fifty-seven out of the, because I don't know who's in my house, right? For sure, I kind of got a good idea, <laughs> and uh, so they come in, and I'm, of course I, I'm naked. <laughs> and I got my 357 mic And, and I, was com- I was around by the closet, right? So they come in the bedroom and... And he heard that and he had... A, they went, oh, they ended up getting a flashlight because the lights was out in the house. So the power was off, right? So that's the way that, that turned out to me. For some reason, the power was off. And it wasn't me. I just It just happened to me. <laughs> it just happened to me. So, they had this flashlight they finally found, and they're coming in, and the flashlight's growing all over the place. And, and I went with the 357 Magnum, and he shined his light at the 357 Magnum, and broke and run. <laughs> That's
0: what you call a show-stopper.
2: And so, I'm satisfied. I couldn't hardly help but giggle. Because I know that his silhouette went right through my door. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot to open it. Just, I think he just gonna. I can see this now. Uh, and so, he jumps my five foot gate like a hurdler, and jumps into his car and takes off. And, it, and as he's doing this run about to his car, he says, "Please don't kill me." <laughs> and I let off one rail. <laughs> And uh, I never saw him again till two years later. I saw him in Oklahoma City at the fair at the fairgrounds at the Quota horse show. And I told him I says, "Hell, I thought somebody had shot you by now." <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Oh, I never did that again." No. <laughs> uh, Sorry, anyway. Long story short, that divorce was. Next.
1: Good, thank you.
2: I could have,
0: yeah. <laughs> Bought him a case of whiskey when <laughs> yeah. you see him in Oklahoma City. <laughs> uh,
2: she was a pretty good old girl, but however, yeah. That was crazy, guys. But I got a good one now. She takes good care of me, and so I can't
1: believe you got that one. I know, huh? What in the world? Well,
2: because I'm good at what
1: I do. (laughs) 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 It's not just the Mohawk; it's the whole picture.
2: (laughs) A winning streak.
0: For those that yeah. haven't seen Doug, he's got the most interesting haircut. He said that he uh, <laughs> was not to be outdone by Clay Vollmer, and so he got his uh, haircut, and he calls it the winning streak. And it is uh just a nice little wispy mohawk right down the center.
2: Yeah. Yep. yep. It's only about a half-inch long, and, and that's what it is.
1: Yeah. It's I sure almost a more edge. of just a, a splotch.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> could, there's a few edgy spots. <laughs> um. Yep.
1: <laughs> hey, so we want to thank our wonderful sponsor, One Fine Vintage, Chris for helping with this podcast put it on. He's a awesome stallion whose offspring are already familiar with the Winter Circle. They made their debut in 2019. There were four faults and they all caught a check. That's pretty amazing. And most notably, Vintage Ambrosia, shown by James Fiera, claimed the NRCHA Limited Open
0: Reserve Champion of the Year. Hey, so I've seen everybody show this horse. Miss Mary Robertson owns this horse, and he's been a great one. Ron Emmons has shown him. Phil Rawls has shown him. Corey Cushing's shown him. Jay Wadham's even roped on him some. And this rascal, I mean, he does good for everybody. They show him in the ranch riding, they show him in the roping. They show him the cow horse. He's won two world titles in the cow horse. He won the world's richest in 17 with Philip. This is a legit horse to do anything you want to do on.
1: Yeah. The working cow horse to the American rope horse fraternities. These babies are going anywhere. And you know that it's a good cross because he's 15 one hands high, which, you know, we all complain these days about horses getting too small. This is a big horse that will cross with anything. And he's beautiful and talented.
0: Yeah. And you can't beat him. I mean, he's out of Jeffrey Matthews, great stud, one time Pepto and out of a shine spark mare you can't miss on them shine spark mares Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean son of a gun this is a asset to your breeding program right here and his 2021 stud fee is two thousand dollars including the shoot fee you need to get a hold of them over there at Scottsdale Equine Reproduction Center or at www.onefinevintage.com.
1: And uh, just remember, Corey's his trainer right now, and they're still showing. So this is the kind of the horse that isn't done yet. He's already won $130,000 and could just keep on going. That exposure is a big deal when you have studs that, are, uh, that you're breeding to and you're wanting your babies to be known. This horse keeps winning, and your babies keep
0: getting worth more. Yeah. If you're wondering who you breed your mare to, go check out Vinny. Mary Robertson, she'll hook you up. You get you a good quality full in root. My
2: dad, he was ninety-four and he had a big old head of hair. Really? Yeah. But my mother, her her dad was he was uh, bald by the time he was twenty years old. So you just never know, I guess. You got you got a lot of hair, huh?
0: Yes,
1: sir. He does. My grandpa had a head of hair till the end. Well. Always. And then my dad has lightened up a little, but he's seventy five oh, or what so. What the hell happened, happened to you? Oh no, but it happened fast.
2: <laughs> it happened early. Uh, mm. well it's just a you just have, you can put on a T shirt now without that mess your hair up. Uh, that's right.
1: <laughs> I can comb with my hand. <laughs> I don't even have to have a comb. When I was 16, I had a leather jacket and a receding hairline. I was the one that bought beer. <laughs> that, that, that,
2: that's a funny thing because they've never asked me for my ID.
1: <laughs> when I was 18, uh, was I 18, 17 or 18, yeah. I had an ID that said I was 31. Okay, yeah, and it never got questioned. I I, all, what I got was, "Oh, sorry, sir," all the time. <laughs> For you and I, for even asking. Yeah, Gary Curtis Watt, 1919 Newt Street, Bakersfield, California. Yeah. I yeah. used I to know, I used to know Mark <laughs>
0: Matson's address. <Yeah. laughs> Hammond, Idaho, I remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, i Yeah, he's got a full head of hair. Your, your guys' hair would have matched.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried to use Gunny Matheson's one time. no it was funny because he was younger than me, but I had a, uh, I've lost my license, <laughs> not 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 by not legal matters, but I just physically lost it. And so, I have, we were trying to get in some bar one night, and so Gunny Matheson was there, and he's a year or two younger than me, but he's bald and six <laughs> four. Did they take it? Nope. No. They didn't that, take. Uh, it. No. But they didn't let you in. Nope. Uh, no. No. Oh, that he's, did not work.
2: He kind of got a little baby face back in those days. Huh? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gunny did too, but like you I say, I was the only time I ever used somebody's ID that was younger than me.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I never had I to use know. one, so.
1: Yeah, there wasn't even a drinking age when you were a kid. No, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't hell they there wasn't <laughs> not really
2: <laughs> you could go in any bar in Vail, Oregon and get you a drink yeah if you was brave enough to go in there and ask for it they just give it, give to, it, you. it to you yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: so uh, have we covered kind of all the history we've been chron- we chronological all through it
1: we got- yeah we, well, we got all the way to Bakersfield yep and then uh, we went all the way to where he is now hey, where are you gonna go where are I, you going to buy a place? Do you have one picked out? I, or? We already bought it. Two days ago, we bought a place in
2: Rio Verde. Oh, uh, really? Scottsdale. And the 15th of November, uh, my place in Bakersfield is supposed to sell. And then the 19th, we buy this one at the same time.
0: Mm. There you have it.
2: There you have it. I thought you
0: were going to maybe stay there in the DT retirement village.
2: I am. I'm going to stay there as long as I can. You know?
0: Oh, okay. So you're just buying a house.
2: I just bought a house. And
0: oh, about
1: a, oh.
2: And about two and a half or three acres. I'm going to put a little old neat little barn on there for my studs that I promised him I'd keep him around till they died. And because uh, they deserve it. You know, Doc at night, he's 23 years old this year. And, <laughs> and we're still bringing a bunch of mows to him every year, about 10 a year. Wow. And the barrel racers love him because these colts can fly. Yeah. And so uh, then the other horse that my wife's got. And uh, so we're just going to build a big enough place for, for them and, and just rent salsa.
0: That's perfect.
2: Yeah. That's perfect. You to have to worry about ranching I'll and busted
0: water pipes and hiring have, help? And
2: I don't have to work the arena. I just get on the ride.
0: It's yeah. like a dream come true. <laughs>
2: it is, huh? Yeah
0: dream come true right there
2: you know it costs a little money to be there but uh not much just a hundred more board wheel than i was charging before right and i got lights at two in the morning <laughs> <if I> were, <laughs> right. you know, and whatever and all the arenas are all lit up if yep. you want and so no it's a hell of a place it, it's no. a great place to train out of and i i it's awesome and that's part of the reason my horses are so good. They're, They've got some good training there. hmm Yeah. So. When
0: did you get moved in? Did you get moved right in after passing? August. First August. First August when you yeah. moved in there. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's it been? Because uh, Corey's in there right now. Yeah. So how's that been? Well, How's that dynamic work between? Well,
2: I always, I, I, it doesn't hurt my feelings to get up at 2 in the morning, and I'm done by finding the time them guys get there. Uh-huh. And if I'm not, I, there's six arenas there, so it's not hard to find a place to go. Right. And so now I've got a new cow deal going on, and so I'm, I'm not going to have to worry about cattle. I just got to worry about feeding them, and that's not a, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. And so, uh, and then we're going to ride a few of them DT horses. Uh, it looks like they want us to when they get home. So we'll be plenty busy again.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's got to be nice, Doug, to you know, at your age, trying to slow down,
3: <laughs> you're
1: getting all those horses, but at least at DT, you don't, there's a lot of things you don't have to take care of. Right. A lot of the maintenance, a lot of that. I don't do none of that. None nothing but to, ride.
2: Don't have to clean stalls, don't have to do nothing except just, and they got the arenas already worked.
1: And you don't have to manage the labor that does it either, do you? No, I don't yeah.
2: do nothing. They, just me and Melvin, just get on and, and ride. Yeah. So it's really good. Uh, so far it's been awesome. And I think that's why my Colts are doing so good because I've just been focused to, focused on them really hard and uh, not overdoing them necessarily, but doing the right thing all the time. And, and I think they're doing good,
3: yeah.
1: So <clears throat> in the such a long journey to get there, Yeah. from when you were so young, what would be some of the things that you would tell some young guys that are trying to get going? The biggest things that uh, to look out for and not do.
0: Well, starting
1: training and
2: the one thing that I learned a long time ago is always be tr- truthful with your customer. If he's not a good horse or if he is a bad horse or whatever the hell he is, just tell him because you. I know you really want that horse to be in your program so you can get the money out of him, but if if you are truthful with your with your clients. They'll be honest with you. They'll be faithful to you, and so that's one of the things that I, I've, I've learned a long time ago. I got to tell you a cute story. I, I, I was in, I was teaching Mike Beards how to rope in Rufus, Oregon, and a guy said, "Come up to me," and he says, "I got a couple of horses that I need you to ride," and uh, I says, "Okay," I says, uh, "Just bring them down whenever you want." So somebody told me that he's really bad about paying. And, my, and the funny thing, I had, a, I had a blue heater dog, and if they wasn't upstanding people, this little buck hated them. <laughs> <laughs> and he would growl and snarl at them and wouldn't let them out of their cars. And if they there's good people, he wouldn't bother them at all. And he wouldn't let this guy out of his pickup. <laughs> And so, and I'd heard that he wouldn't pay very good, see? So, so this is, a, and I didn't have very many horses in training. I was rodeoing for a living, really, is what I was doing. And so, I told the dog to get back and sit down, and so he did. And I walked over to the guy, and he's pickup, and I says, Now, I know you've got these two marriage in the back, but I hear you're really bad patients. and my dog said you was too (laughs) so I says uh, I'm just going to charge you cash up front uh, up front every month and if you want to do that fine otherwise just turn around and drive out he unloaded him got in his pickup grabbed $2,000 out of his billfold and give it to me and, and that's the way it was from then on Mm. Paid me cash. <laughs>
1: I'll be doing. Yeah.
2: Now I thought I was, you know, being kind of rude to him, but I guess he knew. He, he, knew, he knew he was. He knew bad. his reputation. He knew his reputation. So I, you know, isn't that funny? But just so I just I just tell it how it is, and and hopefully you're comfortable. And if he's not a real one. You, you don't want him anyway. You don't want right. him anyway. That's yeah. it.
1: If they can't pay when they drop them off, yeah. they're probably not going to be able to pay when they pick, pick when them, they up, them up.
0: up. I, yeah. I've always, I went to. That's the worst thing in the world. You yeah. know, I mean, that's really the only way feelings ever get hurt, too, I is know. if you owe money, I mean, people are going to make changes. Yeah. Like, we charge what we charge. You yeah. pay what you pay. Yeah. And if you want to do something different, that's cool but pay your bill when you leave so like i mean that's I the only time anybody story. gets pennies so
2: i lost i, I left my, my dad's ranch when i was 17 years old so i was, i ended up going to work for a really good ranch and they only had 400 cows i had to take care of <laughs> in a 20 by 20 foot fenced in country they couldn't i, I was the only one there so 20 what 20 miles long and 20 miles wide <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, so I get this horse to train. Uh, this guy walked up to me, and he knew who I was, and he says, uh, I got to saw a saw horse that I'd really like to have you train. I said, What do you charge? I says, 350 I rode this limit for six months, and he paid me $350. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to take that into consideration, how you say it. <laughs> I'm was, training prepared and I did such a great job on this horse. I called him Cricket. I had him full up with a bridle. I mean, he would stop and turn around, and I mean, he was a really good horse. Those, How far did your heart sink when uh, he gave you the three hundred fifty? He says, "That's what you told me, three hundred fifty dollars." I said, "Yes, sir. That's what I did say." I really meant to say
0: per month. Uh, I'll be more careful with my vernacular from here on out.
2: Because I had, I they furnished me the hay, and the ranch did, that I was, you know, they didn't have no horses. So I had at least had to have five or six head of horses and might as well ch- be training horses, right? Yeah. But I learned that day to make sure you put per month. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so that was, uh, I never will forget I did that. <laughs> That's hurt, it's, it's it's, it's, it's hurt, hurt my feelings ever since. Because <laughs> I did such—I mean, this horse, I, I was so proud of how I put him in the bridle in such a short period of time, and he stayed that way too. He was a really good horse, but and then I had to ride with him out in the same country, you know, from time to time.
1: So oh that, the guy, yeah.
2: That, that was depressing to see him ride that. Every <laughs> <laughs> For three hundred <I'm> fifty dollars. <laughs> you you make twenty a month. <laughs> yeah, fifty cents a day. <laughs> uh, we don't get paid nearly as much.
1: Well now these bridal horses start to bring enough that actually we're complaining I, about how I high know, they are. I know, but but, but. Yeah. They're, worth, they they're finally be bringing.
0: bringing what they're, finally. I mean, they're, worth. they're still not bringing what they're worth. Not
1: really,
2: no. And and if it was a little, if you get a little more money for the good bridal horse, then we'd be more we'll have to train one, right, maybe, huh? Yes. If we don't ruin them as three and four-year-olds, you know, no. yeah. pushing them too hard. But you don't see very many of the three and four-year-olds out there in a year or two after this paternity.
0: There's a lot of attrition. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of what do
2: we do about that? You know, because it's my mission. I think I'm as one of the only guys, not the only guy, but they, I still have three year olds, and I still have four and five year olds for the derbies, and I have I have five or six bridle horses that are pretty damn good horses, and so ain't that what it's all about to try to make them big bridle horses one day? But it, a lot of the horses that we see here today will never make it. No, yeah,
0: no. That's that's my goal. That's why I tell I tell customers that all the time. That listen, this is now fifty thirty. I mean, it might pay the most money. Yeah. But this is just the first step in their career. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't have. There's not. <laughs> that thing makes a lot of noise. It does.
1: It spoke. It know, got mad I'm at trying him. to be profound here and you're <laughs> over here rattling
0: and beeping and son of a gun. See, we just somebody told they were, there were there was some there was some people in here before you got in here and they were like, Man, you guys are hilarious, we're Like, Well we've been shooting for serious and so <laughs> here we are. Right. For years.
2: <laughs> so don't give up on me.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> well, you know what though, the the bridal thing's going bigger. Yeah, more and more. It's getting
2: so much prestige. Yeah, there's 50 some head horses in the bridle today. That's yeah. neat.
1: And the derbies are so much and better.
2: Yeah, but what about the Hacker They had hundreds of them things. 130, 130 days, or 100 something. 30, I heard 130 head in it. Yeah. All total. Yep. Yeah, That's Biggest I think it's
0: ever been before, 75. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, when I went on my buckskin horse in Reno, Nevada, there was 70 head in it. And I thought, wow. That's a lot of Hackamore horses, mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. and it's never been that big
1: for a long time. Now it's, now it's coming. Back, coming back. Well, one of the beauties of the Hackamore Classic is they're having it the biggest show of the year, right. and there's no Derby. Right. So I and I hope uh, that we hold that in the future ha- because yeah, we, it, we need we need to do that. It, yeah, yeah, even though it makes the show longer and everything, it yeah. makes Hackamore horses
2: yeah. right. And you got to go through the. You know, they all talk about tradition. Yes, but you got to go through the hackamore before you get to the bridle. It's got just, to. Gotta, it's, as far as I'm concerned, you can. I started in the hackamore, so uh, I, before I even put the of it on. So I, I like to do it that way myself. So mm-hmm. so when it is time for them to get into the hackamore, they at least have a little knowledge of it. Had it, you know, they had it. You know, so.
0: I've got a three-year-old I showed here this year, and he. Just gets a little angry at the snaffle. yeah. And so, shoot, I've worked him in a hackamore a bunch. I mean, I was wishing I could show him in one. I mean, <laughs> right, exactly. I'll promise. I think this will be the only time you see that horse in a snaffle. <laughs> I'll tell you that.
2: But, see, some of them just like, like the hackamore.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And a then, lot of them. And then you'll find out, Oh, you guys all know this anyway, but uh, once you get a horse good in, the sna- good in the hackamore, he'll be good in the
1: snaffle. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cause no, I've had several that I went
2: Yeah had had you go back.
1: I it went to the Hackamore yeah. and then went back to the Snaffle yeah, and it was easy. way better. Yeah. But was getting nowhere in the Snaffle. Right. Nowhere. Well,
2: see I'm the same way in the bridle. <laughs> I, I even see my old bridle horses up in the Hackamore sometimes. Cause I think they say, Oh, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you can give a little direction on them, and you can stick a little neck rein on them, and, you, and it all comes back to them. Falling back to the basic training is what it's all about, as far as training a horse, don't you think? Mm-hmm. So, those guys that will come to me and say, I want you to put this horse in a hackamore for me. Well, I've already had him in the hackamore when I started him, <laughs> so it didn't take very long. Yeah. So they take him home, and this this did happen in Canada. So they take him back to Canada. They win the hackamore for the year. So now they bring him back for the bridle, and they said, well, "I'd like to have you put him in the bridle." I said, "Well, bring him down to us. I, I like your horse." So this is really a bad deal, as far as I'm concerned. They never ever tighten the back cinch on the saddle, and he's been rode like this without, with just a front cinch, you might say, because he's never had the back cinch touched to. And he was a little bronky when he was a two-year-old, but he, he never did buck. So he brings him to me. He's two days in the trailer, and I'm thinking, well, he's buck. he won't bother. So I get on this horse. He bucks me <laughs> up. <laughs> Columbi, the end of my broodlines. <laughs> ah, I mean, he bucks me off fair and square now. He because I, I could ride one. this horse. I was going to be able to ride. He run over my heatlomatic and turn it him <laughs> Run, bucked down to the other end of the arena, and then bucked back to me and stopped right by me. And I says, "Well, are you done?" And I. God on him, brought him off, and never bucked again. <laughs> but he never had that back sense
1: tightened up on him.
2: Have you ever you know, to me as a horse trader I baited into them every day
1: the, fir- uh, the first day the, uh, the first day it, why is it the front cinch is all, they've never had it Uh-oh. what's the difference you know, no. the, they might as well have the so, front and the back at the same time and if you don't you'll
2: get your ass bucked off mm-hmm. sooner or later mm-hmm. yeah cause they'll jump over a ditch or some damn thing <laughs> and that will grab them and that will grab them and buck your ass <laughs> off yeah exactly so that's the story I wanted I just couldn't believe he did that. <laughs> and then he goes back and he takes him back to Canada and he wins in the run. <laughs> but, uh, Kept his
0: back since loose, though. So.
2: I don't know what they did or not, but he sure saw me get buffed off, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, was he there? Yeah, he was there standing over the fence. They said, I know he's been home for two days in the trailer, but we'd like to see you ride him. Well, maybe they just wanted to see me get bucked off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't tell me it was bucking. <laughs> oh God! Dear. But Set I mean, he, di- he didn't just buck me off. He bucked me off fair and, and square.
1: And oh, did not buck me off? No. I don't like the fair and squares. Yeah, when he—I
2: mean, you know—I used to be able to him one pretty good, but since I had the cancer and I have no muscle on the right side of my neck, if they dart to the right, I'm gone. Because my head can't... You shouldn't say
0: that on the air. Them horses might hear it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And so... They got a line at you now. uh, I'll I'll guarantee you all of them. I'll tell all of them. I can't (laughs) run
2: a bucket horse anymore. Just don't. (laughs) Don't buck with me. Yeah. So... uh, But that was a... And the muscle's
1: gone on your right?
2: I don't have any muscle. So when they go that way, it just flops. My ear... My ear touches my sometimes my shoulder blade. Uh. My head goes over. with Teddy Robinson, this is back a long time ago when I first when I first had it done. And I was had a bay of stud that was not going to the right at all. And I was going to left and I was going right and he kinda of was going, but he wasn't really going. And I sparkled his ass around, and pretty soon he darted to the right, and my head went right over my shoulder. <laughs> and Teddy says, Jesus Christ, what was that? <laughs> he couldn't even see my head anymore because it, it was on the outside of my shoulder.
1: Like the horseman.
2: <laughs>
1: Daddy, put my head
2: back that, up there. That, that scared him to death. I mean, that scared him. Yeah. But i said a little better anymore. But, but I, if I don't watch a cow it happens to too. Yeah. Yeah. so there you go maybe it's helping well I don't know about that it actually is getting a little more straight than it used to but I couldn't control it It would just fly over there because yeah, there was nothing there to hold it <laughs> To tie his head over, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I needed a siege. A <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about cutting a neck deal around my neck. You know, I, was just I, tried, <laughs> I tried that for a while, but it didn't really work too good either. So I just had to watch the cow. <laughs> I got to watch where his head goes, so I go with it,
1: <laughs> so you don't lose
2: yours. <laughs> But that, it did it did really scare Teddy. I mean, he he was what as why does that piece of hair? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was in Bend, Oregon. Remember when he had that for yes. in Bend, Oregon? Yeah,
1: I do remember that one. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: I got Sorry. so drunk there I stomped all the way through the dance floor. <laughs> oh, they brought a portable dance floor up there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, you Oh no, it. that was Bend, <laughs> yeah, No, That, that was a uh, Medford.
2: Well, uh, you know what what, days it was at
1: today's ranch. Remember at Bend, I at Bend, Oregon. At Bend, Oregon, that damn Jim Paul got me to put on a dancing girl outfit with him (laughs) and Leslie Day's son. Oh my! What in the world is wrong with him? I have no idea what's wrong with him what's wrong with you yeah that's what I was going to say well I didn't figure he'd be around this much longer (laughs) and he's still here and he's still here (laughs) I don't know what was I don't know what his whole we had to go up there and she had some play or something
2: Uh, I'll be done
1: yeah kind of missed that group that
2: was pretty pretty fun fun. that was fun up there we had good times Hmm. So, anyway, everybody kind of wanted to listen to this thing again, and so I don't know how interesting it is now, this time, but hopefully we got some... What do we care? (laughs) Yeah,
0: we like it. That's the main thing,
2: as long as we like it. It's just uh, kind of fun to say old things. Right? Well, that's what... I mean,
0: like I say, we don't want to miss out on the old stories, but if if we're done kind of chronological and things... (laughs) I'd like to know, how did you know when to change, when to evolve your program, like through the years?
2: Everybody tells me that I'm the only over. Oh, absolutely, yeah. This change of the times. When I started losing, I got to find out how I'm going to go in again, right? Uh, It hasn't really been that big a deal because I'm I'm subject to watching – you guys perform on your horses. And I go home and I try it. And And the one thing that I remember, Don, uh, God dang it. Murphy? Said, Murphy. He had this guy flipping his horse's ass around the front end, and, and then all of a sudden he was turning around. I said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You know, that you would have you know, something like that was going on. But the training now, that's, this is a turnaround, a spin, right? So I go home, and I try, and I had a little trouble with this one horse. And I kind of did that a little bit, and all of a sudden, this old boogers was turning around. So, you know, that's, I, those kind of things, I've, I'm really, back in the day, when I was younger, them old boogers wouldn't tell you nothing. They wouldn't tell you, what, how come? So I was really interested, and the only way I got interested is to watch them. And I had some old timers that was really good old ranch hands and horse guys, and I saw them performing. And and uh, I've been showing. I sh- won my first hackamore rating when I was eight years old. So at, with a little, little three year old black mare called Myrtle B, and she was a by. She was by uh, uh, Joe Hancock Stud, mm. that my dad owned, and uh, and it's been going up ever since. So I've been I've been trying to learn this game forever. Uh, so I've read books and like we like we all did, you know. But uh, I really like to watch who's doing it out there in the arena, and then I can apply it to my program. Okay, so I guess so to modify you, my question. So you and, wife, you and your wife really have a lot of in stimulation for me to do as good as you guys do.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, I guess my question is, because your first instinct for me is as you start, and I see other guys do it, I hear other guys talk about it, you start maybe getting a little slump. Maybe it lasts last a year. Maybe it'll last two years. And, like, it seems like some of the guys I talk to, their instinct is to kind of bull up and be like, well, what I've been doing has been working,
3: gonna
2: gonna and by that.
0: God, I'm going to stay the course. <laughs> yeah. Do more of it. and Do yeah. more of it. <laughs> yeah. And, like. Be, be bad some more. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. so, did you ever go, did you ever have that? Did you ever do that and realize, like, a year or two later, like, well, this is still not working, so I'm going to have to evolve, or did you, was it a natural deal that it was just, hey, well, we're, this is going up, and I'm staying here, and I need to get on the track.
2: I I was more like that.
0: Yeah. I
2: just, uh, I don't, when things wasn't working good, I tried to fix it somehow, and then I would go I wouldn't really go to somebody's help, necessarily, because I know nobody really wants to tell an old a, a guy that's older than you are how to do it. You know, like, I was really appreciative the other day, Corey Cushions. He says, uh, damn, your runner's looking good. But he says, you're cutting across on the circles. And I says, I tell my wife that every day. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now I'm doing it. You know, things like that. You know, when your circles are not round, it, right, they're supposed to be a D is what I think they should look like a D. Right. Right? And so uh, he noticed that I cut across on one corner, going to the left. So I straightened my ass out. <laughs> and, and I thanks, just, Corey. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm at 22 and a half on this same horse. Uh-huh. And I am so close to the wall all the way around that I ain't cutting no corners.
1: <laughs> White paint on your stirrups. Yeah.
2: They thought I thought a couple of guys said, you're running so damn fast, and it looked like you're going to like a motorcycle. You know, on the you're banking. Yeah, banking. On the yeah. I, I'm going around there clipping on the sidewall. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I was going pretty fast. Yeah, uh, But anyway, uh, those kind of things is what starts you up. Right? And I've got good friends that will do that for me from time to time, and I hope you do, too. Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm I'm uh, the first one to, to admit that I don't know at all. I, I know very little. But there's a lot to this game that you can have a lot of fun with, and that's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. What yeah. do you have to tell the guys You've seen these young guys that maybe are taking it a little serious.
2: <laughs> yeah, they are.
0: What do you have to say to them right now?
2: Well, it's not that big a deal. You, you know what? There's another horse show right after this. And uh, and we got to start thinking about, I'd like to just go to another horse show. And then pretty soon my horses are going to be better. And to me, that's more important than getting all upset about it. Like me, how come I'm not judging? Because I want to go show.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I. It really does me a lot of good to go judge because it makes me show better. But I haven't really got time to judge. If I do that, then I'm going to be just like, like I was a couple of years ago, not winning anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> huh? So yeah, it takes a lot of stuff to do our deal. A lot of work. You know, so if you don't have the time to do it, just don't do it. Yeah. If you think you can do it in half the time, you're crazy. You're just, crazy. It yeah, will not work. Yeah, it won't work. Even with bad cattle, we have got probably the worst cattle that I've seen here at this at this roundup. And I'm going to put this one word in just for me. If they took those Mexican steers and made them Mexican heifers and spayed, they'd be spayed heifers coming across the border. If you could get enough of them to make, put our deal on, our show would be completely different. Because the good horses would shine, and the horses that wasn't that good would not be that good. But the good ones that was trained right would, would step up.
0: What do you see the difference in those cattle from maybe, say, the best set of cattle you've seen at the fraternity? What, what do you think's the main difference in them?
2: Well, for some reason, these cattle like here, they don't have no feel at all. I mean, they're just numb and dumb. And we've got to have a little feel in these cowhorses, especially for these colts. I don't care if they're a heifer or not that actually tries to outrun me. I'll just hold him down there until I know I can outrun him. You know, but uh, to me, it would sure make our fraternities a lot better if we had heifers. Because, you, know, I mean, we've talked about this a million times probably, but Reno had, you guys wasn't at Reno, but I understand? They had spayed heifers there. And they said they was the best cattle they'd ever worked there. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how many they had to have. They didn't have to have many because there's only 50 yeah. or 60 in the class. But, <clears> but still, they said the herd work was phenomenal. Down the fence, you barely get ahead of them that much, and they would under your turn turn into the fence and go their way stay
1: on the fence well it, it's probably that is one of the biggest struggles now Doug is there's so many less big ranches I know and so and so many of those don't even use a horse yep and so getting big batches of cattle like we would have had to have for here because I mean they are sticking cattle everywhere yep there's cattle everywhere here yeah getting that many is <laughs> difficult very difficult how many is there you suppose five? Man, I don't know. You know, know uh, I heard
2: at one time, like the Cutting Fraternity, they have, what, like 12 15,000 head of cattle right. go through there. Right? Isn't there that, that many? I, think so. I would think we could probably get by
0: with half that many. Right. No, yeah, that'd be a big year, if I would had, think, if for it us. Had,
2: if you had 5,000 head of cattle here, that'd be way many. More yep. need, yeah. I would think. I would say in three. But, uh, you know, here's the deal. There's a truckload of cattle that they've blown off that so much was so bad they couldn't use them, so they chased them out of the arena and never used them again. And if it was a good cow, he wouldn't have been blown off, and he would have, they would have used him. Does that mean? Mm-hmm. You right. see what I'm no, saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. I bet you there's a truckload of cattle that they had to blow off.
1: But easy. Yeah. Oh, easy, yeah. And easy. I've, it's the, pr- it was worst, probably the most worst here new additional. cows I've seen. Yeah. Which, I mean, at least I got a new cow.
2: Yeah, but they went through a lot of them to get. You know what I'm saying is, you wouldn't have to have as many, probably, if you had good cattle. Right. And wouldn't the paternity just be like double easier to run and for the horses to handle, and they wouldn't be running over you? I had one. I had a first turn, little plus low plus one turn. And I got on the other side of it, and I'm going to guide it back to the wall and turn it again, and it got against my horse and just literally pushed me to the gate, to the oh. out gate. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling trying to hold, it, hold the cow up and trying to get out in front of it maybe a little and try to ch- open field turn it.
1: Nah,
2: It just lost its head on my horse's shoulder, and we went left instead of right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a pretty damn good horse, too. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Huh. Uh, and somebody was glad it happened to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: Was that in the bridle class? <laughs> no. Oh.
2: No. <laughs> but the bridal class that did <laughs> the same thing.
1: Whoever oh, got the last hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was me in the bridal. <laughs> did
1: you? Yep. Well, he was... <laughs> He didn't say it, but he was glad, Doug.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even see it. I I didn't even watch. I just looked it up when I saw the class was over. and I'm like, there's no way this is going to hold, but I'm glad Boyd tied me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding, huh? But it was tough, and and he didn't think he was going to make it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought I was out, for sure. But what did it take? uh, 89 and a half. So oh, it uh, did
2: take an I thought it was nope, 88. Eight no,
0: 89 and, eight. and a half. Yep, me and Boyd, we split eight. Yep. They took nine back.
2: Yep.
1: Wow. Mm. That,
2: that's awesome. I'm glad you made it back.
1: Me too. Well, that's pretty good scores. There's so much money to run at, at a bridle yeah. horse yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Really, the best money, if someone was going to buy a horse to watch, yep. the best money is a bridle horse. Sure. Because you already know. Yep. That they're good yep. or not when you go buy them. Yep. And then you're running against less horses, and you can run so many times in a year now on a good bridle horse. Right. Yep. And their value.
0: You got the world's greatest. You got the uh, bridle spec at the stakes. You got the yep. bridle back at the derby. Yep. You got this bridle class. You got the run for the million. It's got the world's richest in Las Vegas. Yeah, they're just bridal class. And it seems like even every
1: small show you go to, they have a good little added money bridal sure. class. yeah. And they take the least amount of training.
2: Yeah, well, they're already broke. They just need to be tuned up a little I little. felt
0: it was so awkward this morning. I was after getting my bridal horse ready, <laughs> and I've been used to getting these three-year-olds ready for yeah. the last week. And I'm right. like, well, I guess I better go trot him around and maybe lope him. Maybe I will lope him off. Make sure he lopes off good, I guess. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. I did him in the Ranch and Heritage the other day, and he seemed to be fine. Horked cow in there, and he was all right. So, what's uh Just I, do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got him in the pen yesterday morning just, I guess, to let him have... I don't know. I mean, just to make myself feel good that I got for him you. in there. Yeah, well, It
2: was for you. Yeah. It was all for you. Yeah. <laughs> but... It's, you got to trust your horse, though. All right. Yeah. But there is getting to be some really good bridle horses now. Man.
1: Wow. How many do we have? 50? 50 51. The, 51 at the world's greatest this oh, year.
2: Oh, no, no. I I don't know. Maybe more than that. I can't remember.
1: I don't
0: remember. It was above 50, though, I yeah, believe. It was
1: above because that was the year before. It was yeah. maybe 60 yeah. and 20-some youth kids. Yeah, It's awesome. It's getting to be – I think it's going to be – a big part of answering your other question on how to get all these to the bridle or more of them and hopefully more of these even if they're not good enough to go to the world's greatest they go to all the other sure.
0: bridal classes there right. are yeah. I think the demand for the bridal horse I hope is going to I hesitate to say improve but maybe change the way we train some of this three-year-olds and four-year-olds, and try and train them a little more with that bridle class in mind.
2: Well, I do all mine that way.
0: Yeah, well, that's, we've see, talked about this before. See, but
2: my direction, you know, I mean, that's the way I want to go. My neck does. You know, so they're pretty well, I'll bet you I can put a bridle, I haven't had a bridle on them. I don't, try not to do that. I see a lot of guys using little bridles on them, to the chin strap on them. And I use my little string bit from time to time on them, but they all know how to neck ring. By the time they're coming three-year-olds, they already know that trick. So if they can pack my bridle, they can be bridle horses. So t- to me, I think everybody should train one like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I do it, but it doesn't mean it's the right way. But, it, but my horses, I can put them in the bridle pretty damn quick because I make the neck rein be the execution rein. Instead of instead of the direction range of my foot, it's no foot, but direction range and neck range is the execution range. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So to me, when I go to put one in the hackamore or the bridle, they already know what the signals are.
0: Well, that's the purpose of the whole training process, right? right is right. to prepare them for the next step. For of the next the,
2: step up. Yeah. So,
1: so
0: you can take it. I mean, it's kind of like when people tell me that, deal deal's so bad because it contradicts itself. Well, it's kind of the same deal as the snaffle and the hackamore and the bridle. I mean, that's kind of what I hear. If yeah. you tell me that the herd and the rain and the fence all contradict, well, you might as well tell me that the snaffle and the hackamore and the bridle all contradict. Right. Well, it depends it, how you use them.
2: That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so if you use them like you are preparing this horse to be a bridle horse one day, it'll all come together, I
3: think. Mm-hmm. I think
2: I I think I have two as good a bridle horse as there is in the world. And they've both been over 200,000, so they can't be too at it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: They're and, not top liver. Yeah, and so that's the way they was trained. And, and neither one of them will let you pull in the bridle range hard enough to even get to the bit. That's what I like. That's what I want. I want it to be light enough to where the command is... Oh, I'm feeling them throttle range getting taut, so I'm going to perform whatever you ask me to do.
0: Why do you think that is, Doug? I see a lot. I don't know. You go to the pre-works and everything else and help young people and help non-pros. and It's like they don't feel like they can help their horse. If they don't get a hold of that snaffle and do something with it, I and I don't, I don't understand. I don't know where know. that come from, and I don't know why that's such a challenge.
2: You, you know what worries me is I see it myself, and you'll find them good colts that was cowing up like a son of a buck, and now just before we get to the snaffle bit fraternity, they have act like they don't even give a shit if there's a cow there or not. Excuse my French. And it's all because they started handling them so much. And to me, I think that's the worst thing you can do. You, if you're going to handle him, you better wait till he goes. the cow leaves you, and then you're going to go pick up the bridle reins and send him over there and scold him for not going, right? Rather than making him go because the cow went.
1: Or even... Or even getting a hold of him because you're afraid he's not gonna go.
2: Yeah, but see, if even you do that, before you shouldn't do that till after the cow's already yes. gone. Now he has a reason. You have a reason to yeah. scold him. He has an understanding that I should have stayed with that cow. Don't you think? Absolutely. That's the way that I was taught as a cutter. Mm-hmm. I've had used to do that a little bit, and so uh, it's that's the one thing that I found in my horses is I try not to tell them just to go with the cow, even going down the fence. And you'll see them all taking the direction of rain, and you're ripping their gums off to come back with that cow going down the fence. And when they do that, they pop right out out in the center of the arena and hit them in the ass, hit the cow in the butt. Mm -hmm. So if they didn't do anything, they'd be better off. Because the horse can at least stop and try to get on the other side on his own. Like, you remember when you and Jake come over to my place? I said, You guys are doing really good, but you're not finishing the turn.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: And if you finish the turn and they know that's in their program, they'll get there. They'll, if you don't get in the road, they'll get there and get on the other side of that calf. because you are now finishing the turn.
1: And Jake said you just told him that again the other day I in did. the cutting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But it was in the cutting, though. Yeah, in the cutting, yeah. Yeah, see, he was... We're slow learners. He was being... Well, he was... The horse is a really good horse. Yeah. And so when he felt like he was kind of doing it on his own by himself, but not really finishing his turn, he thought that was probably pretty good. But then again, he's going the wrong way. He's going towards the judges instead of towards the herd. So if you can't make the turns be a 180 or at least or a 200... You're going towards the herd now where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And if the cow's eating on you, you've got to go that way rather than towards the judges, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just all about, it's all about finishing the turn. No That's what, what you he
1: said, said. And you had him go all the way around a couple times, and yep. he said, wow. <laughs> I know. Just like that, it changed it.
2: It changed his horse completely.
1: Yeah. So I learned
2: this from Greg Wells, Not Greg, Buster. He had every cowboy in the cutting pen wondering, what in the hell is that old man doing? <laughs> and he'd run over there and <coughs> stop the horse. And if he just did one of these, he just turn him away with the cow. Run over there, stop. If he did one of these, he'd just turn away with the cow. Like drop your shoulder towards the cow, uh-huh. right? And try to turn. Because the little peppers are really cowly. But they have a bad habit of Wanting to be wanting to get into that cow too, wanting to turn the cow too quick, instead of stopping, taking a step back, and then on, right. So he, it wasn't two or three turns. I seen this horse run over there, drag his ass, stay straight. Now, what are you going to turn me with the cow, or do I get to go with the cow? You get to go with the cow. And guess what? That horse landed over there, flat straight, and never had to fix him again. And when they cut. But what he was doing is teaching this horse: if you do this, you're going to get that. But if you run and drag your ass and take that step back and wait for that cow to go the other way, you're already loaded up on your ass end because you got the cow. T- you got your horse's ass towards the cow instead of away from it, and you can just send him over there. But he wouldn't leg him to the cow; he would spark him after the cow, after after the move. Mm. So. Understand that? Yes. Yep. So he's going down in the 180 degree sweep. Somewhere in the 70 or 80 degree turn of that sweep, he would probably spark him a little and send him to the 200. So that scolded him enough to where, hey, I want you to go from here to here. I want you to try to throw me off and do that 180 rather than you do it at 160. Mm-hmm. And that's easy for me to ride, but you're hitting the cow in the butt. You know, so... Is that, that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. So, so I had, I had Jake turn this horse around, because he was leaning on the cow a little. And he was stepping towards the cow in the turnaround, rather than bringing this inside leg back to, underneath your foot. Yep. So that made her rock back on her ass, and bring that inside front leg back underneath her. And, uh, <laughs> Grant Seneca, you know, he worked He worked for me for like three years. He had me ride one of his three-year-olds that he's taken to the paternity here a couple years ago. And I loved it the way that's they're doing it. They would run over there and stop and look in. But when they went, they had their feet underneath of them here. They didn't go out here. They went up underneath of them and went like that, the way he's training them. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what's got be that's what a cutter's got to do, yeah, instead of out here, right? Sure. So how did he do that? But he didn't ba- he doesn't back him up like I told him to do. I think roll means stop back or stop means back up a step. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't do that anymore, but his horses pull that front in up underneath themselves and go. And it looks pretty sharp. I guess that's why he's won two million. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's won two million, yep. And he just won another one the other day. He marked a 223, and the closest one to him was at 18. No kidding. Where's Where's that? Over here.
0: Silverado? Silverado.
2: Yeah. So, uh, those are the things that, see, I just keep learning all the time, see. That's the reason I'm talking about how I've changed. Right. Because you've got to change if you, and if you ever, and now I kind of know what a horse has got to do to be able to perform his best, so I try to get him to doing that itself. That's why I do the circle stop sweep and all that stuff. It just gives them a job to do, and they got to know where their feet are. And if they don't know how to plant their feet to get to from point A to point B, probably won't be very pretty. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Well, what do you what do you got? What do you got planned? What do you got? What do you what do you think? What's five years gonna bring?
2: I'm gonna take my wife out on vacation. You ever been? You ever been twice in seventeen years? Twice? Oh, that's good. I, yeah. I'm. It'll be twenty-seven. You've been married
1: seventeen, 17 years.
2: Seventeen years to her. uh the 17th of this month I mean the 23rd of this month wow yeah, and you'd be proud of it ah. too because I got her a present already <laughs> way ahead <laughs> way ahead way <laughs> ahead and i hope that she forgets again
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that is the best when they forget it's the best
2: <laughs> yeah but I got I, mine I, one I have time. a little bit of trouble of course. she knows this because she's never going to listen to this anyway but <laughs> the last wife was the seventeenth and she's the twenty-third and I had a hell of a time remembering Butcher's wish. Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so don't get married on the same month. No. God.
1: <laughs> I can never remember where I got married, so I put it on my gun safe as part of the oh, yeah. as part of the combo, so now I know it's ninety-four.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? Uh, yeah, awesome. I
1: could never remember. Once I put it in there, it's I'm golden. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it's, uh, 1023. Yeah. So, there's enough of that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I do have the present though. She's going to like it. But she's a little hard to buy for because she's got everything. Cause she's got me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You can buy her a toupee. I know. Oh, <laughs> well, I could give her more <laughs> Who needs a toupee when you got a winning streak? Yeah.
2: Don't need a toupee if you got a winning streak. <laughs> Say maybe that's how come I'm doing too good because I'm a winning streak.
1: I, it could right. be
2: could be. I'm a little You better not shave it off. You'd not be like yet. Samson. No, yeah,
1: not yet. Be no. like uh <laughs> <laughs> Samson and Delilah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So what are we going to do now? <laughs> well,
1: I wanted to ask him. Um, I wanted to ask what you see in the fence work <coughs> nowadays that's really good. You know that they're, everybody's doing better, and what you see that people need to work on or just stop doing. Well, I've
2: been watching a little bit here. These cattle are so—they're just not very nice to us, but. Uh, a lot of guys aren't letting them cow. They're all pulling their face into the into the cow, what I call blocking the cow. And the blocking the cow is okay if you've got a cow that won't take it. But but uh, it's so nice to be able to have cattle that have the feel that you all you have to do is you don't ride. have to pull. You don't have to pull. You just let yep. the horse cut. In all reality, the fence work should le- look like the cutting only. Tom Lyons, when the guy named cutting, I mean, when the fence worked, he won the paternity on Duck's Oak, and he was 20 feet off the goddamn fence the whole time. But he just cut the cow going down, up, and the cow run like a sunbuck, he just stopped, went back with it, stopped, went back with it. He had a little trouble circling it, because I don't think the horse ever did circle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is 100 years ago, of course, right? But it's the same, it's the same concept. Right? So uh, a lot of guys are trying to still think they got to be so tight on the cow that, he, that, that they're going to match him in the turn, and to me, that just don't really work very well. So I like to get close to them, run them as hard as they'll run, and then before, after the halfway mark, you just move away. So I'm satisfied that cattle don't be, want to be on that fence anymore. more than you do. So if you move away, they'll come with you, and then you gotta, then you got room the turn if you can all make that happen, uh-huh. yeah? So uh, a lot of guys are just getting in front of them and pulling the bridle rein towards the cow and, and blocking them. Pulling their hip out. Yeah. And so when you do that, they're going to go to the center of the arena. You know what? And these cows, they. this is a kind of a deal of mine that, uh, that I think that they're doing wrong here. They're going down the wrong fence here. This, in this Justin arena. The catalogs live on that side, on that side now. That yeah. So we had the judges one year or two years. We had the judges on the opposite side of this of this arena. And those cattle run flat down that wall and turned and stayed on that wall the whole damn time. Now, I've brought this up to the committee and one thing or another, they think I'm full of bull, but. <laughs> They feed them cattle on the other side of that wall and they don't think that those cattle know where the hell they're at but they know where they're at and if they would put the judges on the other side and let us go down the right wall yeah. instead of the left wall those cattle would stay on that wall and it would be a hell of a lot better cow works. I
0: Where'd think they are? changed it because in February you get <laughs> Why they don't just cover the windows, I don't know. But there's uh, windows uh, in the top, right. and you get the light yeah. over there, and they'll yeah. get to jump in the light. Yeah. And I think that had something to do with why it got moved uh, originally. Yeah, But, but, but I'm you with you, because them cattle, live, th- them cattle were, live right on the other side of that fence right there. And
2: the guys say, well, they don't know that. What the hell they don't. They know. Them Mexicans are smarter than hell. And they know where they're getting fed. And they will stay on that wall the year that, or two that we had it. That way, they was perfect down that wall.
1: Well, there's no sin to go down that wall. No. But I never even thought to try no. it.
2: No, but I mean, well, I've seen them try it because they got away
1: from them. They right. stayed on that wall. Yeah. We go down that wall quite a... Did we go down that wall in the pre-paternity? No, we used to. For some reason, maybe the electrical or whatever,
2: it's more difficult on the other side. Uh so I, I don't know if that's right or
0: wrong. That's what I'd heard at one point, that it was expensive to move the yeah. setup to the other side, yeah. which mm. I, don't, um, I don't know why. What, but.
2: What, what matter would that make if they started out over there? I matter? don't
0: have no idea. Yeah. So anyway,
2: to me, that, that, not only having better cattle and having maybe heifers, they would be able to go down the right fence.
3: Mm.
2: I mean, the right fence, to me, like, like another here. Mm-hmm. The other wall. Yeah. Because everybody that did lose a cow, <laughs> they just weren't letting that wall sticker down. Yeah. And huh. they stayed on it. But I know they feed the cattle on that side with us, so that's where they live. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I, was, I was told that they don't know that. I says, okay.
0: Well, every arena has a way it pulls, it seems, you know. Sure, I mean, Them cattle try you just a little stronger there to yeah. the left, and the Will Rogers over there. Right. I mean, yes. it's just, a, you know, well, they, everything's they, got its own little idiocy. They actually stay pretty
2: good up over there on the Will Rogers. They stay on the right wall pretty damn good or whatever. Yeah,
1: they do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my
2: thought about that part of it. <laughs> whatever that is. You know, I probably won't be able to be here another year or two, but I'm gonna. I want it to be as fair as anybody can do. I'm sure (laughs) glad we got you back.
0: Oh, I'm telling you.
2: Well, we've had a lot of fun doing this, and I and I don't mind doing it at all. It's I've had such a great life, and I don't think anybody's been able to do as as much fun as I've had through the years, and and live. I had no idea I was going to live this long. Yeah. And oh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, it was, and the podcast that you guys did before, everybody that I've talked to this, dang, you, need, a, you need to do another one. <laughs> so they thought that was pretty good. I don't know. I've never heard it, but I guess I will one day when I get a smartphone. All right. But I'm not smart enough to make it work. So.
0: <laughs> it's a bad sign. My phone's way smarter than I am. I know that.
2: Yeah. So I got me a new flip phone the other day because that's what I think I could handle. And that goddamn thing's gotten smart on me too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more difficult than the other ones, yeah. So I guess I should just get a flip, a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Give in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can. Yeah. But uh, I don't like the damn things anyway. They've ruined our goddamn lives. But how do we get along without them anymore?
1: They have ruined them. I, I can't made, you
2: can't even enter a damn horse show with it today. I
1: know. <laughs> I mean
2: I could I couldn't enter a horse show unless I had somebody help me. You know.
1: I'm terrible at it. Now the uh there's so many parts on it, the draws and everything are on yeah. it, and I can't find them. Ah. I want paper. Yeah, I do too. Dang it. I like it
0: folded up in yeah. my pocket, makes yeah. me feel nice.
2: Well see <laughs> I I kinda I kinda do it because I think it's kinda It's got to be luckier if I got this paper in here in my pocket, because this is the event we're doing, and Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of bullshit. But (laughs) I I would like to know who's ahead of me before I go in, Mm so I know when to pull him around and say, "Hey, it's our turn."
0: Yeah, not have to be out on your telephone looking it up, right? Scrolling through.
1: At least they're still um, posting it at the back gate and you can ride up there and see it. When that goes away, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know. Well, I won't have to worry about it,
2: because I'll probably be done by then. (laughs) But if I can do this, you know, my father-in-law, he's 91 years old, and he ropes every day, and he wears my ass out. (laughs) So if uh, I know I'm not going to last that long, but... (laughs) But he yes. is hes doing so good, and he's 91 years old.
1: Yeah. There's a lot to that statement. <laughs> you're two years younger than your father in law. 11. <laughs> 11. Uh, oh. No, 11. Oh, you're si- 91? Yeah, he's 91. Yeah. Well, you've got a long ways to go there. Well,
2: I ain't trying to catch up with him, trust me. <laughs> I all 11 never meant that. more years. And he ropes every day, runs up and just cracks it on him. Yeah, I went to the World Series with him two years ago, but they run out of cattle, so they didn't. You have a lot of cattle issues. They didn't pull them, you know, pull the bad Uh huh. So the ones that run AAA, and we we run three that just outrun us to the back end, and he threw two coals at one of them and caught him, but he ended up catching the curl caught a front foot. So then we got, then we got to rope three and. Oh, it was, and he said, oh, I'll never do this again. Because I had a hell of a time getting to do it the first time. First time. Yeah. Because <laughs> he don't like crowds. And, he, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we are side by side in the Grand <laughs> warming our horses up. You can't trot hardly because there's too many horses in the arena.
1: It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's like a sea of tuna so, fish. So he a is school.
2: scared to death that he's going to ride by another idiot that's got a rope hanging down hung. <home. laughs> A loop that's hanging sixteen feet off his damn saddle horn he's going to get his foot in it, you know because you've gotta because it's dangerous though because these idiots don't have no idea how to call up a rope. <laughs> they have a loop and a half a coil, and they put it on the saddle horn and you're running around if you and you and you're side by side, there's fifteen thousand horses in this arena. Oh. It's, it is kind of dangerous, and he, it just scares him to death. <laughs> and he's got a horse that's a little woofy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so if he, if he hangs up, he's... It's over. It's over, yeah. <laughs> and he's a really good horse, but he's a woofy bastard. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, he wears me out. He used to come to Bakersfield, and he'd stay for two weeks, and we drove every day for two weeks. And he don't give it up. <laughs> hey that, hey, Jim, I've got about fifteen head horses to ride today. <laughs> well go ride the again, things. <laughs> so then at five, he said, You ready to rope. <laughs> and he's ninety years old. So I'm not I'm not lasting that long, trust me. You didn't think you were gonna
1: last this long. No, yeah,
2: I know i just got a little, little off. I don't know. There's a little extra energy in me right now that I I just love to ride them dead horses. And I everybody says, "Why are you riding the two year olds?" Because I like riding two year olds. <laughs> it's an enjoyment for me to start them here and end up over there, and they're doing so good. Yeah, yeah. And I think I can do it better than anybody. <laughs> so this why why not? Yeah. So why not? So once in a while, I get my ass bucked off. <laughs> uh, but hell, I, I was getting bucked off when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, so what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same deal. No, but anyway, thanks, guys. It's been fun. Well, thank you, Doug. Doug thank Doug. you. And good luck
1: an in the finals. Yeah, doing right.
2: You. Yeah, I, I'm going to put the hammer down and let it. The chips fall where they, well, they may. Yeah,
0: maybe we'll do this again on Sunday morning after the finals.
1: With I'd him as the champion.
2: Fun, uh yeah. huh. Well, it'd be fun with to be this a big champion.
1: champion buckle. You know,
2: there's a there's a horse here that I have decided was the best horse here, and our damn Cow took him out of it down the fence, and he's not a good one. He's he's a real one. A great one. Yeah, I thought. I mean, he can put him in my barn anytime, and, uh, and did you did. get him bought? No, I don't think it's selling because after I thought he was the best one here, he's pretty high on him himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably know the horse. Uh, Jordan Williams. Oh, yeah. The Roan horse. Yeah. And he was a 223 or something damn thing in the, in the, in the, raining. Raining. Rainin'. Yeah. And maybe damn near tight good in the cutting and got eight and in the pinch work. Mm-hmm. Now, that guy's a pretty damn good hand. Oh really man. good, man. Uh, Real damn and good. And I saw him. I saw this horse, and he caught my eye first day. I don't know if he's the best one, but he's, he's damn sure a nice horse. And so it's too bad that he didn't make But the best horse do not always win this thing. No. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So just good luck to all of us. Good luck. Yep. Good luck, Doug. Thank you very much. <laughs> ah!
0: <laughs> Thanks again to this week's sponsor, One Fine Vintage Stallion by One Time Pepto out of Shiner, Siena. You'll learn more about him at www.onefinevintage.com. Check out uh, Scottsdale Equine Reproductive Center for more information.
2: Till next time. It's been swell. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day.
0: Till next time, go fast. Make good decisions. There you go. Thank you for listening to Cowhorse Full Contact. Please like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for future episodes.